This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Super J Cost. I'm John Abraham, joined by David McDonald. David, you were just telling me an extremely harrowing story about some chicken salad, which <laughs> I feel you need to share with the listeners. Oh, my goodness gracious. My life is a fucking mess um, in many ways. My, actually, my life is a joy in many ways. And my life is a mess in a handful. And this is one of them. So, as strange as it sounds, my body does what it can to protect me. And it does it in mysterious ways. Here's one of them. So yesterday, after I went out uh, record shopping, which was a very successful day, right? Went out vinyl. That's my new thing now, Joel. Vinyl record shopping. I got uh, I got Van Halen's first album for like three dollars. I got uh, two, three, twelve-inch singles. Uh, Depeche Mode. Everything counts. I got Election Day. Uh, Arcadia, which is one of my favorite. By the way, Arcadia is absolutely underrated. Fantastic, fantastic band. And then uh, I got All She Wants is Duran Duran. And, like, I might be the only person in New Jersey right now that has a promotional copy of the 12-inch of uh, All She Wants. Is. Unbelievable. And then uh, Crowded House's first album. Huge, massive fan of, of Crowded House. And that first album is amazing. And it, it's a life changer. And got that. Anywho. Get home, order a. I, I order. I, I here's the thing too. I don't even go like the shitty, uh, unhealthy route. I go and get a salad, order a salad, and it had grilled chicken in it. I'm thinking, all right, this is. I'm back on. The, I'm back on the wagon. Healthy eating. Got weight. Still got more weight to lose. By the way, fifty pounds. Fifty pounds. Um, Bravo. Thank you. Doctor was impressed. Keep it up. Doc- doctor was impressed. Doctor was impressed. Um, I'm like, all right. Let's go. So anyway, I eat this fucking salad, and not not more than ten minutes later, I feel very nauseous and I feel very sick and I feel it feels like there's a pound of salad stuck in my chest, like right below my 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 breastbone. I get this every once in a while because it, especially when I eat. Like dry meat, like dry chicken or dry steak or dry beef, or uh, or if I eat incredibly too fast, like if I'm just shoveling food in my mouth, I get this. And it sticks in my in my stomach, and it doesn't digest, and it and it just fucking makes me ill. And I know the only resolution to this is my body's going to reject it, and I'm going to throw up, or I'm going to make myself throw up. So I choose nine times out of ten the quicker recourse. Let's make myself throw up. So I give myself the Heimlich maneuver, basically, to throw up. And oh, fucking Lord. There's nothing better than seeing hunks of people are going to like be like eating their lunch and be like, <laughs> I'm going to make people throw up. Like, like, do people throwing up, Joel, make you throw up? Does that make you sick? No. Um, <laughs> Nally adds quite a, an eventful Friday night. I suppose I could f- follow up your story with this one because uh, that involves throwing up as well. But I'm going to let you finish first. But right. the short answer is no. 
Okay, um, because uh, it because it makes me sick. So I look at this throw up, like I'm like I'm, I'm, my, my my head is over the sink, and I l- open my eyes with with like saliva coming out my nostrils and my ear, uh, just a mess. And I look and I see it, and then I throw up again because I looked at the throw up, um, a reactionary throw up, and uh, so that went on for about blah, maybe fifteen minutes total, ten minutes. And uh, then it was fine. And then it was all right. And then I was able to go out uh, with my friends, uh, played some cards. Um, my friend is, is uh, training to be a casino dealer. So he wanted to have people over and have an actual like simulation. Right? Of course, we give him the worst. We're like, hey, you know, giving him the worst scenarios because we are the worst scenarios. Uh, but he had fun, and I wound up winning. I wound up winning like 50 bucks. So uh, – how you like those apples, everyone? Uh, I throw up in the day, win money at night. That's the story of my life. All right, so Mally, uh, what's she doing? What's she, is she throwing up to? Yeah, we went to a German restaurant on Friday night, and Mally hadn't eaten much, and she was really thirsty, ordered a margarita, and just basically downed it, and then proceeded to drink a lot of wine, and kind of passed out on the table. Oh. Um, while she was passed out on the table, I managed to assemble a sandwich on her head. Uh, <laughs> I've got a photo of that. I'll definitely send it. To, I'll tell you what, I'm going to send it to you now. And depending on how I feel, I, I may share it on Twitter. Although that's probably really mean. And then, yeah, she was just feeling worse for wear towards the end of the evening. She was like, oh, I need the toilet. I need the toilet. And this isn't quite a fancy hotel, this restaurant. So... I was just sort of trying to hurry her into the toilet. And then I just saw her as she went through the toilet, just like vomit into all three sinks at once. It was quite spectacular. Oh, Oh my God. She was a bit of a mess. I had to take her home. Um, I don't know what I'm talking about this on a New Japan Pro Wrestling podcast, but... No, it's (laughs) great. I love it. (laughs) Like, like she... Is she... she, uh, Well, she didn't eat anything all day. Is she a light drinker? Like, in other words, can... She seemed like she could handle her drink. You know what I mean? She like, can, you're not gonna, she's not going to be like a one beer fall on the ground girl. She she could she could she could knock him down a little bit. I don't think uh, she's a, a, a usual problem, is she? Not at all. If she's eaten and she's hydrated, then she's fine. Um, I'm slightly alarmed now, Damien, because I've just seen a mosquito in my bedroom. Uh-oh. Which is bad news. So I'll keep you listeners updated. <laughs> this is the most off-topic start to a podcast we've ever done. <laughs> is this, what was, what's the problem with the mosquito? It's just the mosquito. You, it comes, you whack it. I don't it, want to get it. bitten. I'm going to get. I'll get really itchy. I'm going to be well, scratching get, that. Yeah. You're going to get malaria. Uh, hopefully not. <laughs> I'm just going to get an itchy spot on wherever the mosquito bites me. And well, well, oh my god, this is shit. Even by our standards. Ah, oh, come on. It's all right. We're fine. But I'm looking at the picture now. I would say this is a tweetable picture. There is a uh, – the sandwich construction on the top of her head is quite amazing. Uh, there's a piece of a piece of bread, and uh, what is it? What's in the middle there? A piece of uh, sausage? Another – it's another piece of bread. All right, so there's three pieces of bread uh, as yeah. a sandwich and a tomato and a broccoli sprout coming off the top. And uh, it's a, a sprig of parsley. Yeah. Uh, par- okay, okay. But there's lots of glasses around her. So there's obviously two wine glasses. Um, what looks to be a beer glass and possibly a water glass. Um, so yeah, she, you know, yeah, she, she, she went in, she went all in. That's a good egg right there. That's a good girl you got there. I'm seriously, she's there to have a good time and she, you know, she's got a lot of, you know, don't worry, Joel, take her home and, um, everything will be all right. 
All right. Um, let me ask you a question. What the fuck are we going to talk about anyway? <laughs> There's nothing going well, on, is there? Oh. I'll tell you what we'll talk about first. There's something right. else that might make you throw up. Mm. Just going to start off with one quick pants up, pants down for you, Damon. And Liam sent us this one from Reddit. So he didn't post this to Reddit. It was someone else posted. I'm not going to say who it was. Just your quick thoughts on this. WWE should start an NXT Japan helmed by Jado. I think if they really want to go at their arch nemesis properly, they should take his tag team partner and take ideas from him in a real-life authority angle. What would Gato do without his running partner? Hmm. Um, Kayfabe-wise, it would be interesting. Um, but I don't see that happening, to be truthful. It would make a great storyline, wouldn't it? Um, but I don't see it happening. I really see it being like run by like Funaki, um, and you know, like a lot of indie guys, uh, and and possibly young ladies as well. Um, if if this gets, if this gets off the ground, I don't see this being a massive wave of of big name talent, but I see this being a um, a bit of a a you know poaching of the very struggling financially Japanese indie scene, um, and I don't necessarily know if that is a well. I know that's not a good thing for me or fans of Japanese pro wrestling, but I, uh, uh, you know, here's what you're going to get. You're going to get a product that's going to have a lot of shimmer and shine on it. And, you know, you're going to get that NXT stamp uh, for guys that you probably have seen many times before in grimier and dirtier rings. That's, that's probably what you're going to get. You took that question far more seriously than I thought you would. I just read it because I thought you'd <laughs> laugh and scoff at how stupid it was. Well, I I'll mean, tell like, you this, though. right? Like, given how Jado's booking turned out when he was in charge of Noah, I like the idea because he could destroy NXT Japan before it's even started. <laughs> That's true, too. Right? He's not really known to be uh, very very uh, solid with, with, with booking decisions. But, yeah, I mean, I, again, creative, it's creative idea on paper, but I... I can't see that happening okay here's something else you very big news story here uh, new japan pro wrestling's true ace toriyano has yet again embarked on another endeavor by making his move into the culinary industry under the moniker of the curry wrestler which sees him releasing two japanese curry products and two cookbooks by him damon how excited are you about getting hold of these curries and cookbooks all right well he wouldn't be the first right uh if i'm not mistaken uh uh muda had uh, a curry. When I went over there, he was uh, hawking it. You, you could buy the packets of his curry. Um, was he so, spitting it in people's faces? <laughs> no, he wasn't. He, he, the guy could barely move at the point. Um, hobbling around with two bad hips and knees. He, uh, so he had that. I do, know, I do remember that. And I was going to buy it just to be like, who the fuck has this? I'll be one of the only people who have it. Um, if anyone, any of our listeners living in Japan can send us some Yano curry, mm, we'd be eternally yeah. grateful. I love curry. Do you like curry? I love curry. 
I love Me curry. Too. And I also love Japanese curry, which is very different to yeah. curry curry. Yeah. And of course, there's a the whole spectrum of Thai curries as well. But Japanese curry is a very special kind of curry. And mm. it's, it's uh, kind of creamy. It's a bit milder, usually. And then you have it on top of rice and what, like a, a breaded pork cutlet or something, a, a ton, yeah. tonkatsu. Yeah. Or some sausages or, or karaage, some fried chicken pieces, maybe a little om- omelette there, mm. a bit of cheese, mm. your, your pickles on the sides. Oh, yes. I really want a curry yeah. now. Oh, I would kill. I would kill. I had uh, some on Saturday. Uh, uh, I, uh, what, what, what did I have? Uh, it was a uh, madras. Madras? 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 Yeah. Uh, some of the oh, spicier end of the spectrum there. Yes. Oh, Joel. I want, to, I want to be buried in that shit. Oh, so fucking good. If can, if anybody can make it, uh, feel free to send some my way because I would. I love that shit. Um, yeah, Jap- Now, what I would get uh, when I'm there is I would get the steamed buns with the curry at, from like uh, the Seven Eleven that was right near the hotel, right next to the hotel. Uh, almost every night, I would just drunkenly go into that place and get those steamed buns, and they were so. Fucking good. Even the like, even the like, we should just do a show on Japanese convenience stores and what to get and what not to get. Ah, oh, so good. Everything's great. There's nothing that I've walked out of there been like, eh, this is shit. Everything's great. All right, there you go. <laughs> All right. Next up is Hiromu Takahashi, who says on Twitter that he's 943 percent recovered. I've given up trying to predict when he's going to make his comeback because I think I've done it about. 10 separate times on this podcast and I've been wrong each and every time but uh, like a broken clock eventually I will be correct but I'm going to set out this one Damon when do you think Hiromu will be making an appearance alright so it's 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 uh, February middle of February and we got to go to when we really need him in summertime right that's when we really need him um I think we see him. He makes an appearance. You figure he's got to get some ring rust off of him. I'm going to say we will see him by July 1st. Okay, so that would be after Best of the Super Juniors. That's a shit prediction. Oh, you're saying prediction. by July 1st? Yeah, that's a shit prediction. When is best of the Super Junior? Do we know? Um, usually starts in May, doesn't it? Because it kind of finishes a week or two before Dominion, which mm-hmm. is early June. Okay, so he'll be there before then. So I would say... MSG? That would be really a great time to see him. Because here's the thing, too. I, I And I shared this story before. He lived, like, right in that... Jersey area, um, that's that's where they reside, right, right in the Jersey Shore. Um, when he was on excursion, was he staying with Sumi Sakai? Yep, that is correct. Um, that's where a lot of them. Jay White stayed there. Um, uh, Evil stayed there. Um, yeah, that the, the MSG would be an ideal scenario, wouldn't it? So yeah, let's just say uh, let's just say that he's he's going to be in best of the super junior. He's going to be in that. So yeah, because yeah. he's got to be in that sumo hall final because they're not going to book sumo hall for that 
without Hiromu. Yeah, he's in that. He's in that. And then uh, he'll uh, Madison Square Garden might be might be the ideal spot for him to show up. So yeah, let's 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 circle that on our calendar. Okay, next up we have some news about New Japan from the Wrestling Observer newsletter. First one was um, that they got access to some New Japan market research done in March at the Water Pyramids, the show that was headlined by Golden Lovers versus Young Bucks. So you've had a chance to look at this, Damon, without me having to read off this entire page of statistics. Was there anything that jumped out at you there? Well, well, you know what? Let's, uh, I'm going to bring it up just to... Here's, here's one that I thought was interesting. 66% subscribed at one time to the WWE Network. Like, what did they do? Did they send out surveys to to uh, New Japan World subscribers? Like, how do they collect this information is really what I want to know. I think it was surveys for people who attended the show. But I can't see any details. Yeah, I mean, like, how does it, like, how is this... Like it, it kind of leaves that out, doesn't he? Dave's leave, leaving out that information. It just doesn't seem like it's like, like where are you getting this information? Like you're you're standing in line and you're asking people. Like I don't understand what, what this what this what the survey means. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, like because I I as a subscriber to New Japan World, I don't remember ever getting a email or a uh, a survey. Indicating my. It was an email uh, from. I'm just guessing, but maybe it was an email for people who bought tickets. Okay, all right, maybe. And it said, and and what what was said? What was what was the the the? Sixty six percent subscribed at one time to the WWE Network, which to me may suggest that uh, a significant chunk of the New Japan fan base are. Uh, comprised of disillusioned ex WWE fans, would I be way off base with that? You're talking to one of them. What, yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't think that's a stretch. I mean, I don't think that would even be a shock to to you know to anyone. I mean, they're wrestling fans. They're pro wrestling fans. If you're a New Japan pro wrestling fan, right? You you did it. You didn't start your fandom of pro wrestling with New Japan pro wrestling. Let, let's let's just be clear there. Unless you know. You live in Japan, right? If you live in the States, if you live in Australia, if you live in, 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 in England, if you live in Spain, if you live in Portugal, you started with another probably WCW or WWE, depending upon how old you are. So, yeah, that I mean, of course they, they did because they're pro wrestling fans first and foremost, and then they're New Japan fans. Like, you're not... New Japan doesn't have a fan base, especially a Western fan base, and when I say Western, I mean non-Japanese, of people that, you know, didn't just start and hop right in with New Japan. I, I find that hard to believe. You started with WWE or WCW, maybe ECW, maybe, probably not, but maybe, and then you went to a fucking Japanese promotion. You know, you got a tape, you saw something online, you... You didn't hop right into fucking, you know, you know, Kojima matches. That's you know, it that just didn't happen. So yeah, that's not that's not shocking at all. 
What about the gender thing here? Because it says here that... Um, oh, fuck, I've lost it now. Oh, uh, audience live was 81% male, unlike in Japan, where it's nearly 50-50 split. What'd you make of that? All right, so we went to many shows um, in, in, my, in my times there. So probably between... F- if, if I just count the Wrestle Kingdom tours and the shows that we would go to and the amount of people... What I say, it was split 50-50. Hmm. I don't know if I would go 50-50. But I will say this. It is significantly more than female attendance in, say, if I go to Ring of Honor shows, if I go to uh, whoever, whoever comes to town, right? WWE. And I don't go to a ton of WWE currently. Um. There are a lot, and it's noticeable. And, uh, you know, they're not dragged there by their boyfriends or husbands, right? You you know when you see that, where it's just like they're just like on their phone, not giving a fuck what is going on, and they can't wait to leave so they can go to dinner. Um, That's not the case. 50% seems a little high, but... uh, I would say it's closer to that than in any other area in the world. Yes, uh, I'll give you that. So would you make of the fact that in the States, for people attending this show, it was so different that it was 81% male? Do you think that's something that will change in the foreseeable future? Or pro wrestling still in the West or maybe in the States is going to remain a male-dominated sphere? I don't think that it is... Here's here's what it is, first of all. I think right now it's... And I can't speak for, for women, of course, but I feel like cur- the current day pro wrestling is the safest and 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 the... Uh, I don't want to say the it, most inclusive than it's ever been in the history of pro wrestling, right? Again, I tell stories about the 80s and the 90s where if I, you know, just bringing your girlfriend was like, oh, I don't know if I really want to do this. Um, and they, they, they're they always made to feel, I don't know, maybe, like, again, they were they were always girlfriends who were dragged to the show they were hardly ever fans and the fans that and the, and, the, and the females that were fans um it felt like they were not treated well right either it was oh she's you know she's promiscuous with the fellas or oh she's blah 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 and it's, it's like, like you did, of course you didn't get that with the guys right and it was it was it was it was it was a sausage festival. It was just pretty much all guys. And I shared. I said I went to a Ring of Honor show where I went. Actually, I went to a show in England. I went to. Um, it may have been a Rev Pro show or a Progress show that I that I really noticed that the split. Like there were a lot of women. I was like, this uh, this is more women than I've ever seen at a wrestling show, and I, I couldn't believe it. And I thought it was great, and oh, wow. Um, and it, 
kind of continued in the States, and it kind of continued. I, I Again, I still think predominantly if you go to a pro wrestling show in the United States, it is a predominantly male crowd, but I think it, I think it's gotten a, a ton better uh, when it comes to females, not only not only going, but being fans of the product, right? And 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 you know, and and saddling up right next to a guy and being able to, you know, it, you know, th- this is the storyline, and this is, uh, you know, this guy he works in this promotion and he does this, and you know, that's good. I mean, there's no reason, why, you know, and the only reason it wasn't like that is because, truth be told, it, they were made to feel uncomfortable being there with the chance. And the sh- you know you know like you're gonna go to a wrestling show and you're gonna you know have to get put up with show your tits, what? Show my what? I'm here to see a wrestling show, and there was lots of that. Like ECW was was pretty pretty crazy when it came to that kind of nonsense. Where if it was just a like like Joel, not just a girl in you know not like Francine or um, I don't know if Missy Hyatt showed up. You know, okay, bad enough. We're chanting, show your tits. Or they're, sh- they're chanting, show your tits to girls in the crowd. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, what the fuck? You know. So you don't you don't bring your girlfriend there. You don't bring anybody there. You can't make them a fan. And if they are a fan, they're staying the fuck home because they went one time and everybody's chanting, show your tits at them. Bullshit. Nobody chanted, show their tits at me. <laughs> Jeez. Don't <laughs> left out. Uh, so yeah, that's, uh, getting, rounding back to my original, the original point, um, there definitely are more females at Japanese pro wrestling shows for sure, but I don't know if it's 50, 50. I'd be very interested to hear from our female listeners. Just let us know what your experiences are with new Japan fandom and wrestling fans in general. Is there a difference between, you know, going to new Japan shows and going to other shows and that kind of stuff? Yeah. Get in touch with us. Yeah, I really would be interested because that's, you know, I, I can't imagine, especially older. Like if if you if you know you're in your your thirties and forties, um, you know, the differences, like you know, the differences between going to shows back then and going to shows now, I I definitely would love to hear that perspective because um, it feels to me that it's changing, but I don't know for sure, and. Uh, yeah, I just like to get that that take. That would be a really good, interesting conversation. The Observer also had some information about tickets on the secondary market. So, just by comparison, um, Elimination Chamber secondary market ticket the would be about fifty five dollars. Double or nothing, one hundred and ten. Cheapest WrestleMania ticket right now is about one hundred and thirty two dollars. Raw after WrestleMania sixty one dollars. Uh, NXT TakeOver Brooklyn, Damon. This might give us pause for thought. $164. So, going to be quite tempting not to flog those and then have a night on a town. Uh-huh. Uh, and, well, let's get through the rest of these. But uh, MSG, uh, as low as $59. Is that a surprise to you that it's that low? No. I, no, because, uh, and here's the thing too. It's ebbs and flows. Right as it gets closer, and as the the card gets announced, I think that that number will, will will dance right based off of those two factors. Usually, things dip down a little bit based off of volume going in, right? So, because I I look at StubHub a lot um, for tickets, 
and concerts and such because I never get tickets the day they go on sale. So, you know, you look at people who who are just trying to get rid of shit, right? There's there's different levels. Like, not everybody on StubHub is trying to make a buck, right? Not trying to double their money. Some people have tickets and they're just trying to get rid of them just because they got an extra ticket and somebody bailed out on them and they're just trying to make their money back, right? And they'll take anything. Uh, yes, there are cases where the markup is fucking ridiculous, right? But there are cases where it's just like you just get deals. Again, as you get closer to the date, usually those those numbers drop, right? Just because the people get panicky and they start, you know, slashing the prices. But um, I don't think I I can't deny the fact that you know Omega and the and the Bucks not being on this show. I mean, again, nothing's confirmed, but it does seem like that's going to be the case. Um, did impact that. Um, people putting tickets on the secondary market. The NXT one, look, I think, I, I, let me ask you this. For, for $175, you so sell How much tickets? did we pay for them? Um, what did we pay? 100 if that, I don't even think we paid a hundred, right? I don't even think we paid a hundred. So maybe ninety nine dollars was it? I don't know. I forget. Like, yeah, maybe maybe it was a hundred because I think I asked you for a hundred, and I think it was like ninety nine. So, I mean, listen. I want that dollar back. <laughs> I'll I'll give it to you, in New York. Um, uh, I would if somebody offered me two hundred bucks for that, uh, Joe. We'd have a conversation. We'd have a conversation of. I'm getting offered 200 bucks, my friend. I say, let's go get some fucking Jack Daniels and some Dan Dan noodles. And let's see what kind of nonsense we can get into. <laughs> right? Come on. Maybe I'll put that to a Twitter poll. Uh, let yes. the listeners decide. Do we go to NXT TakeOver or do we have a night in the town? Oh, that'd be, that'd, listen, again, we have an extra $200 in our pocket in New York City. Imagine the nonsense we can get into. And here's what we do. We tell the ladies that, you know, uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're going to the show. Okay. Bye. And then the next thing you know, we got a free night. We got a night with the boys. And boy, oh boy, what kind of nonsense we could get into, right? Oh, did I just, did I just spill the beans on this planet? Guarantee <laughs> <laughs> you, man, he's not going to be listening to this shit. <laughs> oh, good. Then there we go. We'll map it all out. See? Uh, and help us out. You know, there's plenty of people in New York that we that listen to this show. We need a. We might need. We might need some um, some hot spots. Some uh, some places where there are there's plenty of nonsense, right? Some fun. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So uh, help us out, listeners. You know, get us into trouble. Listener Shane said, "Should we be worried about the soft secondary ticket market for the MSG show?" But I guess you already kind of answered that. You don't think it's yeah. a problem. I really don't. I don't think it's a problem. I think uh, as the show gets announced, more tickets will be scooped up. The show, the show will. Be, let's put it this way: the building will be packed. You're not going to see empty seats. Let's put that. Don't worry about that. Um, those tickets will be the asses will be in seats. Don't worry. About, and and here's the thing too: I guarantee fucking to you, the show will be great. The show will be great. Okay, how about this? Um, according to Wrestling Observer Radio, the original IWGP title plan was for Kenny to beat Tanahashi at the Dome and then lose to Okada at MSG. Allegedly, Kenny said this before the interview that he did with Dave Meltzer, which shows that they were going to headline MSG with a big match with Omega Okada. 
Voices of Wrestling asked an interesting question here, and I'd like to know your thoughts on it. Was Tanahashi always supposed to be a transitional champion, or did the Omega situation put them into desperation mode, and they've had to rework the gear with Jay White as the beneficiary? Because the Jay White arc does make sense on its own. It's not completely incomprehensible, where you're scratching your head thinking, what, this has come out of nowhere? Because the groundwork's been there for an entire year since he was sitting in that press conference after New Year Dash, telling Ricardo that he was going to come after him and he was going to be IWGP champion one day. So you can't accuse him of uh, pulling this out of their ass. But at the same time, you'd have to think that plans did change somewhat with um, Omega leaving and then as a result having Tanahashi as a transitional champion. Yeah. So I think I think it's a combination of both. I think it's it's putting Jay White into a position of being able to be a guy who can carry a, a big title, right? Um, it's a combination of Kenny Omega whispering and, and, and wanting and negotiating and, and trying to find the deal that's best for him. Um, it's, it's, it's a combination of things. Um, yeah, he, it, Jay White wasn't just hot-shotted into this position. This has been a, a slow burn for over a year. Um, do I think that New Japan knew a year ago of, of the situation? No, because I don't even think Kenny knew, and I don't even think Bucks knew, and I don't even think Cody knew. I think, um, again, I, and, and, and maybe I haven't said it exactly like this before, but this is just an example of solid pre-planning, having your ducks in a row in case an emergency occurs that you can quickly make a transition smoothly uh, and seamlessly to fill in whatever gaps that you had. This is like insurance. This is like having uh, a savings account. When the refrigerator breaks, you're not scrambling for two weeks trying to collect pocket change to fucking buy a refrigerator. You've got a savings account for emergencies. New, that's how New Japan books. They have a savings account for emergencies. Boom, there you are. How do you think that would have gone down at Madison Square Garden having Omega lose to Okada? Do you think people would have been disappointed with that? Do you think that might have been an issue, maybe some booing? Or do you think the match would have been so good that people would be appreciative either way? Yeah. Um, that would be a short title reign, wouldn't it? Like him, like, like Omega losing at Madison Square Garden would be... I, I would think there would be, and you know, man, listen, we we make fun of them, but we know those those fans. I know we're we're, we're doing what people say we do. We're gatekeeping, <laughs> but those fans, um, yeah, they might be a little bit upset with a with a was it two or three month title reign. Um, no, this this would have been the. Nearly a year title reign, so him winning Obviously, it at Dominion right, well, right, and right, then right, holding right, it all right. the way to MSG. Right. Okay. Got you. Got you. Got you. Got you. Okay. Then it wouldn't be that bad. Um, but still, a title loss. I think you would wouldn't, wouldn't give that audience a title win. Um. Yeah. I, I mean, holding it for a year definitely lessens the blow. Nah, I don't think it would have been that bad. And you would have saw a title change. I don't think it would have been that 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 crazy. I I, I went into it thinking he uh, 
how somehow regained the title and then lost it in an MSG, and that would have been nuts. Like like he's Jay White or something like that. Um, no, I think I think the crowd would be okay with with a title change, given that it was a long title reign for Kenny Omega. How disappointed are you personally to be missing out on an Omega Okada match? A little bit, a little bit. I mean, look, in in modern in the modern era, those two put on you know some of the greatest matches of all time. They'll go right up there with. Uh, Okada and Tanahashi. I'm opening my blinds. Um, they'll go down, you know, with the Steamboat Flares. They'll go down with the Hearts uh, Austins. They'll go down, you know, with some of the great, you know, Misawa uh, Kabashi. They'll go down with some of the greatest feuds in all of pro wrestling and greatest matches, you know, collection of matches in, in the history of pro wrestling. No doubt about it. And to see one of them would have been great, right? To see a little chapter in that live would have been fantastic. Or for me, at least another one would be great. Uh, you, another one. Um, what, do you, what do you think we are getting? Give me a taste of what you where you see Madison Square Garden shaping up to look like. Can we save that for later? Because it we is can on the save docket. that for later. We can save that for later. Okay, next thing I want to mention was a kind of quasi-announcement that uh, Royal Quest will take place on 31st of August 2019 in London in the Copper Box Arena. That was confirmed by RevPro to be a straight New Japan show, so it's not going to be cross-promoted. And the announcement said that three of the top Japanese stars to be announced next week, so you can all use your imagination for who that's going to be. Early thoughts on this, Damon? Are you going to be making the hop across the pond? Oh, <laughs> now you brought it out into the public. Uh, all right, let's address a couple things first. One, yes, I know people were disappointed that they didn't name names for this, uh, the, the three that were going to be there. But um, look, if you could think of the, the big three for New Japan, I think that you're not going to be too far from the mark, right? Uh, I think that's a safe, safe guess. Um, you're going to get names on this show, number one. Uh, Yano, Izuka, Taichi. Yep. Oh, no, yep. not Izuka because he's retiring. Oh, yeah. Um, that's right around the corner, isn't it? This week, next week. Uh, yeah, you're getting you're getting big names. And from what whispers uh, on the street, Joel, we're back on the street, by the way. The street's getting nice. We got some new neighbors on the street. Uh, whispers will have uh, – you'll have a fourth one, right? Am I, am I wrong in this one? You'll have a fourth one. Uh, added very soon, so uh, keep keep your eyes and ears peeled for that. So, listen, London, you're not you're you're not getting a shitty, you know, card. Don't worry about that. I know everybody was freaking out. You didn't hear the three, but from what I understand, you're eventually going to get four, and the names you're going to like a lot. So don't don't fucking you know don't lose your mind over that. Am I now? Am I going to London? That's your question, Joel. Hmm. Here's the situation. I am going to London if I can get enough money. And really, all I really need is, apparently, is a flight and ticket and 
to eat. It's just a weekend shot, so I, I can't stay longer than that if I do go. But I, I got to get that money. Now, the problem is this. One, I haven't discussed this with my wife as of yet. yet. Uh, and two, like I, I am still paying off Japan, previous Japan. So money is tight at the Damon McDonald household. So I got I to gotta find a way to get the extra money without impacting the, the financial plans of the house. Because if I come with this monkey wrench, I believe I'm going to get uh, my, my neck cut while I sleep and my wife shitting down the hole in my throat and then I die. That's how I will die. That's a really weird way to die, but that is how I picture it. <laughs> That's how I picture it going down. So uh, to answer your question, Joel, I want to go. And I feel like I need to go. So if anybody wants to pay <laughs> for my flight, I'll be down. Uh, I need a sugar daddy, in other words, uh, to make this happen. Uh, New Japan, if you'd like to uh, make that happen, then when we could do some a live remote podcast, that might be a great idea. If uh, if we do a Patreon and with that, if you want to buy a T-shirt, there's there's another way you can support. But for right now, I have to find a way to uh, to get this money that doesn't impact any other things in my in my world. And then yes, I will be there come come London. Okay, well let's get on to some upcoming shows. We've got New Japan Road, and this show is apparently sold out along with Honor Rising. So New Japan Road will be taking place this Thursday, February 21st at Karakuen Hall. First match, we've got Yuya Uemura and Yushin Thunder Liger against the team of Robbie Eagles and Taiji Ishimori. Great to see Robbie Eagles back. I'm looking forward to this one. Uh, second match, we have Tiger Masks, Tohinare, Tomaki Honma, Togi Makabe versus Yota Suji, Ren Narita, Manabu Nakanishi and Satoshi Kojima. Third match, Shota Umino and Yuji Nagata versus Yoshihashi and Tomohiro Ishii. Fourth match, Sho and Yo versus El Desperado and Yoshinobu Kanemaru. That should be good. Always good to see those two teams going off two on two. Ryusuke Taguchi and Hiroki Goto versus Takamichi Noku and Zack Sabre Jr. That's an interesting one. Sixth match, Will Ospreay and Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Killer Elite Squads. So, Davey Boy Smith and Lance Archer making their return to New Japan. And then the main event, Takashi Izuka retirement match, Toriyano, Hiroyoshi Tenzan and Kazuchika Okada versus Taichi, Minoru Suzuki and Takashi Izuka. So, your thoughts on this show, Damon? Yeah, I think we we, we were all in agreement that it had to be a tag match, right? They were going to put they were going to put Tenzan and Izuka in a singles match. So, uh, yep, they did the right thing, the safe thing, and put it in there. Um, I don't know if you if you've noticed. I did see some stuff online where Tenzan is going to a shrine where he's looking at, and apparently it is held up Izuka's. Uh, no, uh, quote, uh, air quotes, normal state is somehow uh, locked up in this shrine. And Tenzan will go and visit this spiritual thing of, of Izuka's normal self. I'm telling you right now, this, this match ends somehow with, with Izuka you know, coming back to his senses and becoming a, a I'll put it again in air quotes, a normal man. So uh, I think that's where we're going with this. Do you think that happens during the match or after the match? After the match. After the match. I think uh, he comes to his senses and 
tears and uh, again heartfelt you know flowers and uh, all of that turns turns his hard uh, black heart into uh, soft red mush and then uh, and then uh, everyone cries what a story and then uh, that's that how do you put the finish of this match who do you think pins or, or submits whom you know in these type of matches I would not be surprised in these retirement type matches a, a many 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 times it's not the guy retiring getting the pinfall he's actually taking the pinfall uh like they don't like they don't give them that that feel good moment of getting the pin um so i would not be surprised if he takes the pin if isaka takes the pin and who's on the other side is it uh, okada who's okada the- yano and tenzan i wouldn't be surprised if okada gets the pin on 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 isaka i really wouldn't um isaka's taking a bump from the Rainmaker? Ah, he could do that. He can fall. He can do a... Fl- I mean, it's one bump. That's oh, all you got to take. One flat back bump. He can oh, do so that. he's not going to do the flippy one like where he lands on his head like yeah. uh, Naito or Michael <laughs> might do. Nah, no flippy. No, no. I'll tell you what. If he does a flip, I'll, I'll stand up and fucking yelp. Uh, I'll stand up and write a restaurant review. <laughs> uh, no, I will I will cheer. If he, if, he, if he gets off his feet and takes that bump, Ah, oh, what a, what a, what a good egg he is! Yeah. What do you think about some of those other matches? So, Shoyo versus El Desperado and Kanemaru. Do you think this is going to be a win for Rapunky 3K to give them that momentum going into their title challenge? Because that's yes. what it looks like on paper. Yeah, I mean that's that's if if we kind of use previous shows and previous programs. As, a, as as history to learn from, yeah, I would say that that's a perfect opportunity for a challenging team to get a one-up on the champions to help build for that match. What about Osprey Tanahashi against Killer Elite Squad? Do you think this is going to be a big win for KS to reestablish themselves as contenders in the tag division? Um, yeah. Um, but who's taking a pin? Yeah, there that's if, what I'm saying. If, yeah, uh, that's what I'm. That's what I'm struggling with because I really don't think it's Tanahashi, and I really I don't, don't think, think you bring KS back to lose. Would you? This is a very difficult one to call. Yeah, I would say. You think, and again, I don't, I, I think they, that it does more more harm than good if you pin Osprey. Yeah, Tanahashi did get hmm. pinned. Or submitted. They got submitted, didn't they, in some of those matches or one of the matches leading up to the Jay White title challenge. So it's not like he's invincible in these tag matches. So maybe that's the no. story you go with, that Tanahashi without the belt, time starting to catch up with him. Leg injury. Yeah. Eats a killer bomb. I mean... Staring at the lights. One, two, three. Can you see that? I mean, no disrespect to KES, but that's a... You're pinning Tanahashi. I don't know. I I and here's the thing too. An an unestablished tag team of Tanahashi and Osprey, right? I mean, how long is this the first time they've ever tagged together? I think so. They had that tag match against Golden Lovers, the amazing one at the end of 2018. Mm. Okay, right, right. 
Right. But Tana actually did like fuck all in that match. No, so. you're right. He did nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was a great match though. Um, okay. I mean, is this, are, are we trying to say here that we're, this is a number one contenders match kind of thing? No, because we've already got an IWGP heavyweight tag match booked, I believe. Right. So, yeah, it's not really I, that. I think yeah. anyway, I could be wrong about that. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be truthful. I don't see how you pin Osprey here. I don't see how you pin Tanahashi here. I really don't. I got, I got to, I got to think one of KES is is, is uh, doing the job here. I got to think that, and that's weird because you know KES is the established tag team. But if you're looking on the on the depth chart, Tanahashi and Will are higher than KES, right? Well, just looking ahead to one of the Honor Rising shows, we do have Sonata and Evil against Tangelo and Tamatonga. So would it make sense that Sonata and Evil win and then go on to face Killer Elite Squad? Let's say they win. Makes sense. It does make sense. And then there's finger pointing and I challenge you and all that horse shit. And we know Davey Boy Smith is going to be in the New York area because he's going to be on that um, Bloodsport show, that uh, Josh Barnett show. He's he's going to be on that show. So we know, at the very least, Davey Boy Smith Jr. is going to be in the area, right? So that, like, when I see all these different things, it's like, okay, well, we know Zach's going to be there because he did that promo for Ring of Honor. We know Suzuki's going to be there because he's going to be also on that Bloodsport. We know Ishii's going to be there because, well... He's also working a, a Rev Pro, the Rev Pro show. Um, Davy Boy Smith, you you might see Davy Boy, you might see Killer Elite Squad versus Evil and Sonata at Madison Square Garden. That that so so then yeah maybe that's a win for for KES on this show to help set that up. And we saw that a couple of times last year, including a pretty damn good match at Wrestle Kingdom twelve. Is that something that excites you, Evil Sonata against KES? Doesn't necessarily ex- excite me, but I will say this. Um, and I'll say this for just about every match on that show. They, they, they're these are these are guys that have dreamed about working this building. Like this is a big deal for a lot of pro wrestlers because a lot of pro wrestlers never thought they would get this opportunity with the way WWE had a monopoly on that building, right? So unless you're working for WWE, you're not getting in that building. That ain't happening. Um, you're buying a ticket maybe, but you ain't getting in the fucking ring. So for a lot of these people, this is like a an absolute dream come true. And it's almost to the tune of when am I ever going to get this opportunity again? I got to make the most of it and I'm going to make the most of it. So um, I think that, that every match will have that element. You know, even the Ring of Honor people, you know, you know, Jay Lethal or, uh, you know, a banged up Dalton Castle. You know, they're all in that same boat where it's like, oh, I never thought I would ever be in this building in front of a, not even just be in this building, but be in this building in front of a packed house, um, a, a ravenous packed house. So um, I think every match will be good. I really do. I uh, let's, Let me take that back. I think every match, every participant 
will have their working boots on, and they're going to try to have the best match they possibly can in front of that Madison Square Garden and in that building. I'm going to take this chance to look at the state of the heavyweight tag division. So we've got Evil and Sonata as champions. We've got Gorillas of Destiny who are challenging them. We've got Killer Elite Squad here. Other teams, Makabe and Yano, the most violent players. Chase Owens and Yujiro Takahashi. And the potential of Tanahashi and Okada teaming up in the future. Anders asked, the tag divisions have been criticised about as long as I've followed New Japan. What do you think they should do to freshen up the division? I think they Okada need... Tanahashi having a run mm. and having some main events with them on top would be a good way to start. It's a good way to start, it's, but that's below them, I feel. I really do. Um, look, here's what you need. You, you need someone, and this has been a criticism of Ghetto for, for quite a while, is that he does an, an absolutely outstanding job when it comes to booking the heavyweight title situation. And I, in fact, I don't think that there's anyone better. He does an unbelievable job. And he earns his money off of that. And then, he, it, like, I don't want to say his interest, but, like, like his mojo dwindles as you go down the pecking order of the titles. He, I, I really just don't feel like he puts a lot of effort and thought and 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 creativity into the tag titles and it's hard to do i mean he i mean he's booking all these shows he's got these booking these storylines and and again the money is in the heavyweight title um and and that's that's one of the things that kind of gets slipped under the cracks and 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 gets lost and it has been for i mean in modern times i mean listen we we Gallows and Anderson, uh, GBH, uh, the Kingdom, huh? The Kingdom, uh, Briscoes. Uh, we we've had a taste of Godo and Shibata, a taste of it. Uh, God, I mean, this is what this is what we've gotten in the past four or five years. Shit. It's awful. It's not good. They here's what they need. They don't need new tag teams, Joel. They need someone dedicated to booking this division. That's what they need because it's an afterthought. It feels like it's a throwaway. It feels like it's oh uh, we got to put these guys on the show. All right, but it's it's the same fucking theme. For five years, and it's boring and dull, and we hoped that there would be little spark, little dashes of paprika that were thrown in. I don't know why I pronounced it like that, but I thought it was uh, like a Latin flavor. I, um, you need a little spice, yeah, and you had a little spice with the Young Bucks. You had a little spice, a little taste with uh, Zach and Suzuki. It really feels like the good Golden stuff lovers, that they do. missing them a lot. Go, yeah. Yeah, absolutely, Joe. It really feels like the stuff that they they add that get people excited. I don't want to say they purposely stay, they give us the finger, but anytime we got excited about the tag situation, the rug was pulled right from out from under us. Right? It was pulled right out. Anytime we got excited and said, "Oh, here's our here's our pot at the end of the rainbow for sticking this out," they go back, they pull the rug out, 
they go back to the same dumb bullshit that they that they just fucking rely on for for the past five years. It's especially nauseating. with those Suzuki Gun teams. I was really into ZSJ and Taichi in the World Tag League, and ZSJ Suzuki is a brilliant team. But both of those, nah, we can't have nice things. Oh, right. I mean, again, Zach and Suzuki. That's that would solve everything. I mean, for years we were we were we were crying for Goto and uh, and Ishii. Right? Just make what is Goto doing? Right now, well, tell me what Goto's doing. Goto's doing uh, nothing. He's challenging for the illustrious ROH television title, actually. Right. right. My bad. My bad. Right. Sinclair broadcasting title. My bad. Uh who gives a fuck? Uh come on. They're Ishii and Goto. Put them together. Tag team. Go. We've been for years we've been saying that. For years, we were like Shibata and Goto. For years, you know, we, for years, we were saying Young Bucks. Eh, they're gone, but, you know, what are you going to do now? But for years, we were like, make them heavy. Now, we get we get Briscoes. We get G.O.D. We get Gallows and Anderson. We get the same. We get the Kingdom. Michael Bennett and Matt Tatham. We're the IWGP Tag Team Champions show. And that is not a knock on either one of those two. But, yes, it is. <laughs> but but really? Think about that. That's that, Why? With the talent that New Japan Pro Wrestling has. Seriously. With the talent that New Japan Pro Wrestling has. They were your tag team champions for, for, for a bit? Makes no fucking sense to me. No sense. And again, that just means that to me, that just means that you got you got a Booker who, uh, dare I say, doesn't give a fuck about those belts. He cares about that one program that's making him money. That's 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 bringing the people in, and everything else is secondary. Question from RBX two thousand: If NJPW decided to go all in with the Tana Okada Super Team and belt them up, what do you think is its drawing potential? Could they main event Dominion, a dome? Just think it could be something worth considering if they're trying to get over newer guys with the IWGP strap. So let's say they do go all in on Tanahashi and Okada as a tag team. What do you think the ceiling is on that? I like. I mean, listen, I love the idea, but again, I just think it's. If if anybody's going to resuscitate that that program and that title, it could be that, those two. I mean, you instantly make the match a, a thousand times more interesting putting them together, right? Um, and 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 then whoever challenges, uh, I, I you you could make those titles interesting again. You could make those titles relevant again. I don't think they will, though. I don't. I, I. I. just feel like that the tag titles are below them. Um, my personal opinion. I. I. I do. But if 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 anything is going to get that that title a kickstart and a jump start, it's going to be those two guys. And and the matches again would be good and interesting. So maybe for a, sh- a, a, a tiny 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 period, you do that, but. I can't. I just don't. I just don't see them in a, in, a, in a tag team program for long. I really don't. Let's look at these on a rising shows. So it's coming up Friday, February twenty second in Caracan Hall. So night one, we'll start off with Renderita versus Marty Skull. Uh, match two, Shota Umino versus Zack Sabre Junior. 
That is a very interesting one. Actually, both yeah. of those, Narita against Skull and Shota Umino versus Zack Sabre Jr., obviously the Young Lions are going to lose, but you'd have to think that both Narita and Umino can't be too far away from excursion. And these are the kind of matches that you give Young Lions to give them that little extra boost before they go off on excursion. So it is. what are your expectations yeah. for Narita against Scott and Umino versus ZSJ? I think, you know, they're going to get their asses handed to them. But, you no, you are exactly right. These are the type of matches that you're building toward. You know, it's kind of like the progression matches. Um, singles matches against established stars. Um, and, again, maybe a little bit of offense here and there. But that this is what this is. What this is. Um, so yeah, I think, I think you're right on point with, with, uh, an excursion being sooner than later for, for those two. So, yep. I I think a a good spotlight match, singles match, uh, again, it'll, it'll more than likely be uh, a solid ass kicking that they'll receive. And that's just the, the way it is. But overall, I think that's a good spot. And again, it shows that excursion is right around the corner. Third match is a tag match with Jonathan Gresham and Jushin Thunder Liger against Robbie Eagles and Taiji Ishimori. Very interesting to see Gresham there. I'm a big fan of his. Do you think we'll be seeing him in the best of the Super Juniors? Because often Honor Rising has acted as a gateway to bigger stuff in New Japan like it was with Flip Gordon last year. Yeah. Um, yeah, if any guy on these shows is going to be, you know, going to have uh, a bullseye on him would be him. And I think Robbie Eagles as well. I mean, even though he's already been there and done that, but yeah, I think he's he's. This is I don't know if this is if you can necessarily call this a tryout match, but I'm sure um, eyes will be you know peeking through curtains to make sure that everything's on the up and up. And and who's it against? Who's he? Who was he wrestling against? Liger. It's Gresham and Liger against Eagles and Ishimori. Okay, I mean. I think it's a safe bet that Liger's going to have a conversation with someone in the back to be like, okay, yeah, let, let's bring him in. You know what I mean? Like, he's okay, he's good, he's fine, you know. Um, Some so. whisperings about bad attitude backstage. You heard any of these? No. Uh, I'm not, uh, No, truth be told, no. I, I, from him? What, what, what's, what's, what's the word on the street from him? What's the word? Um, Gresham getting grumpy about things and leaving shows before he's supposed to. I might have got that wrong, but yeah. I, 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 try, yeah I try not to put any stock into those type of things. Because, uh, you know, anybody could anybody could start that shit. You know what I mean? Anybody can just t- run their mouth and be like, yeah, he, you know, he left early. Well, okay, well, he didn't. Um, so, no, I don't think, I don't, I, I don't. See that? I don't. I even if it is true, I don't even see that being a major issue. If, and if it was an issue in the past, I'm sure it'll be straightened out well before uh, he gets in that uh, cork and hall. Okay, fourth match then is Tohanare, Tomaki Honma, David Finley, and Juice Robinson against Tangaloa, Tamatonga, Mark Briscoe, and Jay Briscoe. Hmm. <laughs> no, you're not feeling it. I'm excited to see Finn Juice, but. <laughs> Tango, uh, Tamatonga, Mark Briscoe and Jay Briscoe is not a team that uh, thrills me, if I'm honest. Yeah. Me neither. Me neither. Um, I understand why they're there. I understand these are Ring of Honor shows. Uh, you got two guys that have been there since the beginning, right? So 
I mean, I know I hate to say they deserve to be there. They've paid their dues and all that stuff. But, I mean, they've been there from the beginning. So, and, and here's the thing, too. I, I will say this. They, every time they go to Japan, they do work their asses off. Crowds don't care, but they work their asses off. Um, I know they're not everyone's cup of tea. I know they're, you know, people are kind of tired maybe of them, but you got to give them credit in the sense of they when they get off that plane, they got their working boots on. Fifth match is for the Never Openweight Six-Man Tag Team Championship. We've got the champions, Ryusuke Toguchi, Toriyano, and Toki Makabe defending against the team of Cheeseburger, Delirious, and Colt Cabana. So, oh, David, fuck. what are your thoughts on these silly, jokey ROH teams challenging for the Never Openweight titles, which we seem to get once a year? Scampi's not a fan. No. Um, I mean, I think it's very obvious we're getting comedy out the, out the ass here. No way. A match between Gucci and Yano and Cheeseburger and Delirium. Comedy. Yeah, I know. Shocking take from Damon, but uh, this might not be one of my favorite matches. (laughs) I'm just going to predict that it might not be something that I will be raving about uh, when we review these Honor Rising shows. Um, The six-man titles are just... Right? They're They're just shoulder shrug at this point. They mean nothing. It's it's just. I wouldn't be surprised if you see a title change here. By the way, I would not. No, be they're surprised. not putting them on that bullshit team. Why not? Why not? You know what? I'm I mean, saying surely they are. they've got to be some standards to that. I'm Cheeseburger, right. Delirious, and Colt Cabana. No, impossible. Joel, I, I, jo- cartwheel. Joel, I know. No, I already that, uh, one. I'm working on that. I've yeah, got a, yeah. a kid in my class teaching me how to do one. So really, we'll get there. Yeah. All right. Nice. We got. I can't believe we got you training, training to it. Well, let me let me throw this at I you. I take my bet seriously, Damon. <laughs> um, why not have cheeseburger, Cocabana, and Delirious? Because you know, each of those three are going to be at MSG, baby. <laughs> Huh, okay. That's throwing a spanner in the works. Now I'm excited for this match. I was going to say, my bar for this match would be, does it make me laugh? Does it make me lol? Do I laugh out loud once during this match? And if it does that, then I think it served its purpose. But now, you've put some doubt in my mind that we might get a title change. I'm just saying, that you, again, you know all through. Delirious is booking, you know, is, you know, is, is booking these shows, right? So, of course, he's going to be on the Madison Square Garden show, right? Uh, Cocabana. Now, Cocabana is more of a uh, announcer for Ring of Honor, if I'm not mistaken. He doesn't do too much ring work, but I mean, how hard would it be to put on his his, his uh, wrestling gear for the night? I'm sure he would love to wrestle at Madison Square Garden. I don't believe he has. And Cheeseburger, who definitely hasn't wrestled in fucking Madison Square Garden, right? Who is a loyal employee and is friends with you know with Delirious and 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 all of them. So, I mean. Make the title change. They'll def- they'll defend and lose at the Garden to, to you know whoever they whoever six man challenge would be, and away you go. You got everybody on the show, and that that has to be on that show. Easy peasy, done. Okay. Uh, question while we're on the topic, uh, Jose says, "What would it take for the Never Openweight Six Man Tag Team Championships to be taken seriously at this point?" I think I think we know the answer to that. 
you can't hot potato a belt and give it to to people who are perceived as as you know nonsense wrestlers, you know, who are are you know below mid card wrestlers. Yeah, this coming from the person who says let's belt up cheeseburger, Colt Cabana, and Delirious. Well, you've already done it. Like you know what I mean? Like you've already you've it, it. It's not like that's going to lower the standards of the fucking belt. The belt is already what it is. Those titles are already meaningless. All right, they're meaningless. Here's 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 what you could do too, right? Here's a here, and again, it's not even about who's defending the titles and who's not defending the titles. It's just an easy way to get three guys from Ring of Honor that you know have to be on the fucking show on the show. Right? You're either getting that or you're getting your 550th ghetto delirious singles match. Right? The battle of the bookers that they love to do on these fucking war of the world shows. Right? You get a you get a six man title match. You get six guys in the ring that, you know, let's be honest here. You're killing six birds with one stone in one match. That's all I'm saying. But the titles, titles are worthless. The titles are worthless because you put them on people that are perceived as lower mid-card guys. That's that's the problem. And it's a hot potato. You know, it's just, it doesn't have any, again, the difference between the never six-man title and the IWGP heavyweight title or even the intercontinental title. I mean, you can, you can, you, you can answer your own question. That's how you get it prestigious. That's how you get any title prestigious. I thought they were doing a better job of it at the early part of last year when they had the um, Bullet Club team defending them semi-regularly. They actually got quite a few defences under their belt. But then they put them on Young Bucks and Marty Skull, who I don't know how many times they defended them, but they just disappeared. and We didn't see those titles for ages. So I think whoever they put them on, I want to see them defended regularly. And there's absolutely no reason why you can't have these defended at you know Road 2 shows, house shows, whatever. Because... I mean, why not? Let's just, you know, have a team racking up some defences. Let's see a team getting four or five defences under their belts yeah, before there's we, no, we start moving them yeah, around. There's no reason you can't have multiple defences multiple times during a single tour, right? There really isn't. There's six-man tags. It's not like we're asking them to go out there and do a fucking 30-minute Matt Classic, right? It's a six-man tag. They could defend. They could defend those belts every night, for Christ's sake. Why not? I mean, you're doing you're doing those tags anyway. They get a title match. Bullshit. Sixth match, never openweight championship match. Will Ospreay defending against Dalton Castle. Um, should I be worried for Dalton Castle's health in this yep. match? I hope yep. Will Ospreay is aware that Dalton is pretty banged up now. He is really banged up, apparently. Um, He's a hurting pup. This is not the Dalton Castle of a year ago or two years ago. He is in bad shape. Uh, and truth be told, you know, he's working when he probably should be taking time off. And Will, we all, all you know, I'm sure there's conversations in the back of, you know, Will talking about, oh, I'm going to hit this spot and that spot and I'm going to do the flippy-do thing and catch me here and a bit. Could have done reverse Hurricane Rana on the apron. You lands on your head. And- <laughs> right, right. And Dalton's like ah, having a panic attack because uh, he knows he's in, he's going to be hurting for at least two more weeks. Uh, it's an yeah. old choice, isn't it? Yeah, I thought so. I, I and, it might, and it might have been at the request of. And here's the thing, too. Pro wrestlers are pretty good at taking care of each other to a certain degree. 
like if they know they're banged up, they're, they're, they'll find a way to work around an injury. Problem is, is that what do you work around Dalton Castle when everything is is, is banged up? Like his whole body is in shambles. Uh, so, yeah, I, I don't have high expectations on this match because what makes Will great is having a partner willing to go along for his ride. And that's not to say Dalton's not willing to go along for the ride, but it would be kind of stupid, let's just say it, for him to go along for a Will Ospreay ride, given the physical condition that he's in. Next match, the seventh match for the ROH World Television Championship is Jeff Cobb, the champion, defending against the challenger Hiroki Goto, which was a match I think we were supposed to get at the New Beginning USA shows, but we didn't for all the visa reasons. I was a bit disappointed the first Gob, uh, Gob, Gob Goto match that we got. So I'm hoping for something a bit better this time. What are your expectations for this? They're actually pretty high. Um, I really feel like both these guys are, you know, made for each other. I feel like these guys, sh- like on paper, should have good chemistry. I know that doesn't always work out that way, but it feels like a match that would they, they would fit perfectly. Right. So my possible G one audition. Yeah, I, yeah, I think so too. I think so too. Uh, I want to, you know, I know Cobb has he has the, the Ring of Honor contract, right? Um, I'm kind of surprised that's not that's not a, a New Japan contract um, as well. So maybe maybe there might be something to that as well. So uh, I, I my expectations are high. I'm not going to lie. I think Goto can deliver. And I think this is an opponent where he he should be able to deliver. And I think being in a singles match, spotlight, Cork and Hall, when the working boots are on, I think this will be a good match. Main event, a special six-man tag match. <laughs> Jay Lethal, Kazuchika Okada and Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Vinny Marseglia, TK Orion and Matt Taven. Uh, I'm just going to let that hang in the air like the bad fart smell that it is. There are people that love the kingdom. Or is it the kingdom? What are they called? Is it the kingdom? Yeah. I'm not one of them. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Headline in Cork and Hall. What, how does that make you feel going into Madison Square Garden, Joel? <sighs> I, I don't know because I think if they'd shuffled things around, like if they'd have put... Cobb against Goto is the main event for this show, then I will probably be approaching this in a lot more optimistic way. But the fact that they thought the Kingdom and Jay Lethal were credible headliners, even for on a rising show, it's a little bit worrying. World champion, Jay Lethal. He's, uh, what is he, collectively, some stat where they made all the Ring of Honor guys tweak. Hey, congratulations, Jay. You, you're the longest reigning champion. Thing. Okay, I, d- I didn't know. I've totally forgotten he was the champion. So I guess it figures that he's in the main event. Yeah. I can excuse that. But the Kingdom? Ugh, hard pass for me. Yeah, I mean, look. That is the state of Ring of Honor, right? <laughs> I mean, this is... When I talk about Ring of Honor, and, and, and there's Ring of Honor fans, I know that listen to this show, that hate when I get on this, but look, I, I, that's proofs of the pudding right there. There, there's your honor rising. So there you go. Okay. Night two, then 
Uh, also at Karakon Hall, Saturday, February 23rd, we are opening six-man tag team match. Yota Suji, Ren Narita and Shota Umino versus Cheeseburger, Delirious and Colt Cabana, who I assume then will be newly crowned never six-man champions. So any chance that Suji, Narita and Umino take the titles off of them? Nope. That'll be interesting. Nope. I think they hold. They successfully defend those titles and bring the belts to New York City. Moving on then, second match, we've got Toa Hanare and Jonathan Gresham against Takamichi Noku and Zack Sabre Jr. Jonathan Gresham and ZSJ had a pretty good match last year. I forget the name of the show. It was one of the ROH shows, maybe Final Battle. So I'm excited to see them going at it again, even within the confines of a tag match. Yeah. I mean, a nice showcase, right? A nice opponent. Yeah. I mean, he's he's. This is this is going to be a a tour to make or break uh, future tours for him. So I'm um, I'm excited for it just to just to make sure that he does well and and he gets his shot. Third match, singles match, Marty Scott against Robbie Eagles. Now I was going to say maybe this is another showcase match for Robbie Eagles to prove his credentials to get him best of Super Juniors. I'm sure he will be in there. What about Marty Scott? Do you think he makes best of the Super Juniors this year? Or will his contract be up by then? I don't know yeah, that was my question. Yeah, yeah, that would be it. I mean, the assumption is is that he's that he's you know waiting out his contract and then he's he's gone. But I don't think anybody has heard from him about this or he has commented on it or it's you know, he's been very quiet. And usually when people are quiet about these kind of things, it usually means that they're 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 on their way out. So I think uh, the finish of this match might have uh, you know some tea leaves uh, in the future of uh, Marty Skrull. So uh, that would be a nice win if Robbie Eagles could, could pull that one off, right? That would be a nice win and putting him in, in a nice prominent position in best of the Super Juniors. That'd be nice. But uh, okay, I looked it up. It yeah, says think- uh, his new deal will take him through April 2019. And it will cover the MSG show, but after that, we're assuming post MSG that he's going to join his buddies in All Elite. Yeah, yeah. So what their first their, uh, All Elite is is Las Vegas was at Memorial Day weekend, like so late May, end of May. Um, yeah. So I think the uh, I think the handwriting is on the wall for that one. All right, and then we have a tag match: Will Ospreay and Hiroki Goto versus Dalton Castle and Jeff Cobb. Should be fun. Yeah, that's not a, that's not a bad match. Again, we talked a little bit about Dalton, and I'm sure he'll do what he's got to do to be ready for the match. But that, I like that. that. That should be a pretty. That should be a good match. That should be really good, actually. Uh, I'm looking forward to that one. Osprey and Cobb had good chemistry in New Year Dash. They had a really fun six man match, and there's some fun interactions there where. I think Osprey went for the Oz cutter and uh, it was Cobb pushing someone out of the way and catching Will Osprey, and they made funny faces at each other. So that's a match I'd like to see, actually. Osprey against Cobb, maybe for the Never title. Yeah. Yeah. They've wrestled before, too. I think probably in Pro Wrestling Gorilla. I'm, I'm, I'm almost certain they had a match and it was really good. So, yeah, yeah, that I, I think that might be one of the better matches of, the, of that weekend. Fifth match, Shingo Takagi and Tetsuya Naito against Vinny Marseglia and Matt Taven. What? Uh, what? Look. Uh, you, Joel, you tell me. What, 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 they're really... They, they like this kingdom stuff, don't they? 
Well, I was gonna, I'm was i excited to see Shingo and Naito teaming up. This is the second time they've teamed up. And <laughs> I guess, can I look forward to seeing them beating up the kingdom in this match? I, I mean, mean, surely they're winning. You're not get, You're not having Naito or Shingo losing to either of these two. No. Uh, what, what's the word? Jags, as Joe Lance would call them. Jags? Is that the word? What, what, what does that stand for? Just the guy. Just, oh. That's just the guy. Okay. Um... Look, I know that I know that Ring of Honor is is trying to create new stars, and they're trying to uh, you know, try harder. Try harder. <laughs> let me, have you? Let's be fair. No, let's okay, be fair. okay. Sorry, let, let me interrupt. Sorry, David. Okay, I hate yeah. to do this, but they did sign a lot of new talent, and my assumption is that because they were signed fairly recently, it was too late for Ring of Honor to sort out Japanese visas for them. So that's why. Again, this is just me assuming that we're not getting people like Rush or PCO or Bandito. I, I think actually PCO said on Twitter that he wasn't able to get a visa on time. So right. Right. I think they have had to sort of scramble together to put on um, matches that are not using the full force of their rosters at right. necessity. So that's a, an important caveat to bear in mind before we completely bury these shows. Right, right. So before you start banging away on your keyboards... And, uh, you know, sending us hate tweets. Uh, we, we did recognize that fact. So, um, but yes. And that's on ROH's end, not in Japan. Right. Um, look, here's the thing. I don't, I, do you think that they're, they're not bad wrestlers, right? Kingdom wise. They're not bad wrestlers. They're just, they're there. You, they're, as, as Lanza would say, you know, just a guy. Right? Right? Not horrible. But yeah, I can't I can't say that I'm super excited for this. That's for sure. No. No. Sixth match uh, for the ROH World Championship. Jay Lethal against TK O'Ryan. Uh, literally, the only thing I know about TK O'Ryan was he was the guy that moonsaulted and broke his leg on the uh, barricades. That's all I know about him. And now he's challenging for the ROH World title. So, I don't know. Can you enlighten me on this? Why this is happening? Nope. I, I can't. Sorry. I, I really because literally I was <laughs> going to ask stinks. you. Well, yeah, I was I was going to ask you. Give me a little bit about it because I I was like I I can't I, I probably have seen him but I nothing is ringing a bell with me. But then when you mentioned he broke his leg on, on the on the rail doing the moon, so I remember that guy. Um, look, all I can say is is that he's going to main event a show at Cork and Hall. Oh, no, it's and, not the main event. It's not the main oh, event. Oh, it's not the main event? No. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> The ROH title can't even main event a fucking on the rising <laughs> oh. cards. <laughs> really? Yeah, what does that tell you? Uh, all right, semi-main event, singles match. No, not Morgan. even the semi-main. It's not even what? the semi-main. What? what? Really? No. <laughs> yes. Oh, what? It's, wait a minute. You're telling me this is a Ring of Honor show on... Uh, a a Ring of Honor event in 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 Japan, Corken Hall, and the Ring of Honor Heavyweight Champion is the championship is being defended, and it's not even a semi main event. Correct. What the fuck? Wow, that's crazy. All right, well, there you go. That that's I think that speaks volumes, right? Oh lordy, Lou. All right, well, 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 what is the semi-main and main event, Joel? 
The semi-main event, the seventh match, IWGP Tag Team Championship match, Evil and Sonata against Gorillas of Destiny. Uh, now, I'm not going to lie, the match that these two had in the World Tag League was okay. The final of the World Tag League, again, between these two teams, I thought was kind of boring. I thought it was kind of boring. So I'm not particularly looking forward to this one. Can you, <laughs> I don't know, can you talk me can, around can on I, this? Can I, you, can I sell you on this? Um Huh. Let me let me give you the the uh, the sunny side up. Uh, hmm. Well, this ain't going to be going thirty five minutes or however the fuck no. long the World Tag League final was. So there's that. No. Yeah, this won't be doing that. Um, uh, they've worked together before, Joel. So I think that the chemistry could be there. There could be an improvement in the chemistry between these two teams to help make this match at least a three-star match. That's all I got. <laughs> That's it. That's a pretty fucking low bar, my friend. <laughs> hey, on a rising, man. On a rising. Okay, main event then is the ROA. Uh, uh, title change? Any chance of that happening? I can't see it. No, me neither. Okay, eighth match. Uh, main event, ROH World Tag Team Championship match with the challengers Finn Juice, David Finley and Juice Robinson against the Briscoes, Mark Briscoe and Jay Briscoe. I think this one will be pretty good. I'm looking forward to this. Yes, again, as much as we you know, kind of make light of the Briscoe situation, of all those tag teams that we named before, again, th- when they're in Japan, they, they take it seriously and they really do work hard. D- does the crowd care? Uh, debatable, but they work very hard. Um, so you got to give the Briscoes credit for that. Uh, and it's Juice and, and Finley, you said? Yeah, Juice that's correct. Okay. Yeah, who are part of this. Um, oh, what's the name of the Faction, stable? yeah, yeah. The, the, uh, the, yeah the, Bloods, like, New Bloods or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Lifeblood, that's it. Lifeblood. Okay. Shit name. Um, I'm into this match, Joel. I'll 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 go on the I'll go in the books. I'll go on the record. I'm into this match. Finley in a main event. I think he'll be excited. Juice excited. Briscoes working shoes. They'll be excited. Main event closing out the tour. I think this will be a very good match, and I'm going to set the bar at four stars. So those are your. On the rising cards, I've got to ask the question, Damon. Where the fuck is the Beer City Bruiser? Because I really liked his matches last year. Me too. Me too. Right? It was Goto, right? Uh, I, that's a great question. I know he listens to the show. By the way, he's a listener of of, of uh, the Super J Cast. So uh, I did not know that. I was yeah. not sucking up to him. I genuinely no. enjoyed those <laughs> matches. Right, I, we we definitely. I, and he had the uh, cigar. He brought the cigar to the rig and, and stomped on it, and there was all smushed cigar bits everywhere. It was fantastic. Yeah, yeah, in the mat. Yeah, they were they were trying to get the fucking thing cleaned up for twenty minutes. Um, yeah, he was he was. I mean, I don't know if that's visa issues. Uh, look, I know Evil had visa issues coming to the states. Did you hear about that? I did. Yeah, it was. Was it a show that a company that Elgin is involved with? Well, yes. Right. Well, well, Elgin helped book the uh, uh, evil. Like evil was coming here, and Elgin got him on the show, and uh, apparently, he, evil got to the states. 
He got to the States, but wasn't allowed in the States. Wasn't allowed in the country and customs. Uh, like, he's at the airport. And they're not letting him through because he has the wrong visa. Apparently, Maybe there it was because of the scythe. <laughs> yeah, seriously. And the, and the, and the eyeliner. Um, yeah, but they would not let him through customs. And which, which is that, look, thank, knock on wood, thank whatever spiritual being you thank that that has never happened to me. I've never had any problems with that. Um, but that is now I'm just imagining evil, like in full gear, trying to get through customs. Yeah, with with the hood, the lasers. (laughs) What's your name, sir? Evil. (laughs) Um, no, uh, last they're making him unpack his suitcase. Um, Sir, can you tell us what this is? This is evil. <laughs> Everything is evil. <laughs> right. No wonder right. they didn't let him in. Yeah, you would think. Um, there's a lot of rest. Like, like, how does Abdul the Butcher get through customs? You know what I mean? Like, those are, those are the questions that I have. Like, those logistical questions of how the fuck does a custom agent look at Abdul the Butcher and be like, okay, come into my country, right? Like, even if pro wrestling were... Um, you know, you know, I hate using the term, but you know, let's kayfabe. Let's 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 get out our pro wrestling illustrateds for a moment. How does a travel agent, or how does a person at the at the desk of a of a major airport allow Abdul the Butcher to get on an airplane? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, when I was a kid, I'd be like, "How does this happen? Like how do, how could this possibly be? He he's a madman, or like uh, you know, George the Animal Steel." Like, how do you get him on an airplane? Those are the questions I had as a child, Joel, um, that still, to me, uh, are left unanswered. I've got another big question. Well, it's more of a complaint. Looking at all these shows, foreign IWGP champion already taking time off and big leaguing the little shows. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. Yeah, good point. Yeah, jeez. I mean, that was a big complaint of Kenneth, wasn't it? Not a good start. Not a good start. Just saying. If we're being fair, if we're being fair. Good point, Joel. Are we, are, is it time to dunk on Jay White now? Is this, is this, is this, is this, once you get the title, it's, it's uh, <laughs> laying the boots? Is that what it is? Yeah, I've got plenty on this coming up later, if we've got time for it. I got um, time. While well, we've got the, uh, the topic of Izuka, I, I forgot to mention this earlier, but there was some talk. Last week, people asking for Izuka matches to be recommended. And uh, your friend, well, our friend, Maki, has recommended Owen Hart versus, well, he was then known as Takayuki Izuka from 1991, a show that I believe you were attending, Damon. Yes, that's the one. That's the one I was, yeah, he was there. I, I think I went with him um, and a couple other friends. Um, yep, yeah, that's the match uh, from uh, Joel Goodhart's, uh, was it TWA? And yeah, I was I was in the I was in the building for that one. So there you go. Good job by Mackie. Uh, another question uh, from Lane, an entirely serious question, definitely not cursed. Uh, Suzuki Goon's resident biter is retiring this week. Chaos has a resident biter in Ishii. Is this confirmation that Ishii is defecting to Suzuki Goon? No, you don't need to answer that, Damon. It's just a, a, a funny little thing. All right, All right. good. <laughs> That's more enthusiasm than I was expecting, to be honest. Um, okay, here's another question from John Carroll, who's host of Wrestling Omakase on the Voices of Wrestling Network. Uh, John asks, is it crazy to be more excited for New Japan Road, the Izuka retirement show, than either of the Honor Rising shows? 
I think there's good stuff on the honor rising shows. Um, let's not let's not hand wave everything. Um, there is stuff that you, especially John, just knowing a little bit about John and his tastes. Uh, yeah, I could see him hand waving those honor rising shows big time. Um, that being said, I, I think there, there'll be some good stuff on there. Which one will be better? Hmm. I think at the end of the year. I think you'll remember more from the Isica retirement than you will the the Honor Rising shows. I do, um, and that might not that might not mean match quality. I just think you'll just remember that show more f- for the retirement than anything else. So while I say don't skip and don't hand wave the the Honor Rising shows because I think there's good stuff to be had, I think Isica show will be a little bit more memorable. Timothy asks, how much does Honor Rising set up the G1 Supercard? Now, given the visa things mentioned, I would expect to see different ROH stars appearing on MSG than on these Honor Rising shows. Do you think we can expect any kind of, I guess, story connection between the two? Um, maybe a little bit. Maybe a, a, a smidge. Again, probably more with those six-man titles than anything else. Uh, but you're right. There is a lot of Ring of Honor talent that's not going to be on these Honor Rising shows that you can you can definitely expect them to be at Madison Square Garden. So um, I would say I would say sprinkles, but certainly not hardcore. This These are matches that will be made come Madison Square Garden. Okay. And also, we have the anniversary event coming up on Wednesday, March the 6th. So that will be in Tokyo in the Otter City General Gymnasium. We'll preview that nearer the time when we've got a full card. But so far, we have two matches announced. One is the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship with Taiji Ishimori defending against Jushin Thunder Liger, which was set up at the new beginning in Osaka Show. And we also have the IWGP Junior Tag Championship match with the champions Shingo Bushi defending against Rapongi 3K. So off the bat, your thoughts on those two matches, please. Well, again, this is our this is our annual Liger. Please have a good match moment, and he will, and he always does. And he's in the ring with a with a absolute quality opponent. So, uh, as as much as it's easy to say, "Hey, Liger, take it easy." Hey, Liger, uh, you know, low expectations just because of what is expected out of Liger throughout the calendar year. This is the exception. Um, so I think this match will be will be good. Will be will be very good. I can't sit here and tell you that it's going to be great. I can't sit here and tell you that it's going to be you know uh, you know a, a, a match of the year contender. But I think it's going to be good. I think it's going to be solid and good. Uh, the tag match I think has the better potential right now on paper to be the banger. Right, those two teams can fucking go and. Uh, that might that might be a show stealer. That might be a show stealer, and it's and it's going to be positioned on that card to be uh, enough time and enough of a spotlight so that they can do what they need to do to make that a great match. So, uh, I'm excited. I'm actually excited for both matches, but I think that junior tag match is going to be the winner right there. I could see Rupongi 3K winning that one. I don't know if you saw the angle at the New Beginning on Osaka shows where Rapongi 3K were all dressed in black and snatched the titles off of 
Shingo and Bushi and attacked them and were booed by the crowds, it seems that they're being positioned in a more heelish light. And to me, it would be odd to do that and then just have them lose anyway. So I would think, and again, we'll preview this near the time, but just my hot take now is I think we're getting a heel Rapunky 3K winning the titles. Yeah, if not heel, a more aggressive Rapunky 3K. Um, and yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I, I'm unsure if, if we're seeing a title change, but it makes sense. You, you do absolutely have a valid point of... Of, of why do what you're doing if unless you're you're planning on bigger things. So, uh, and again, we, we, we've been saying it since the day that they, they won those titles is, all right, when are they getting those titles off of Shingo? <laughs> so they, they can make sure you can do bigger and better things. So, uh, yeah, yeah maybe, you, you, you might be on to something there. And Rapongi 3K have lost a lot of big matches as well. I know they did win the Super Junior Tag League, having said that, but... When it comes to title matches, they've had quite a few defeats. So I think they'll be winning this one. Uh, question about the junior title match. Nicole says, do these defences for Ishimori feel like placeholders until Hiromu returns? Because um, that's exactly how I feel about it at the moment. Yeah, I think. I mean, the two the two title defences that he's had, you know, are are people that are, you know, if you're, if you're ranking juniors, you know, they're... They've, I don't want to say past their prime, but past their prime, right? Um, and not really put in a role to carry the division, should, should I say? So yeah, placeholder, whatever you, yeah. I think that's a, a valid, uh, valid statement, valid question. Uh, yeah, probably, probably right. All right, another topic I wanted to circle back to, which we touched on last week, but. I- feel we didn't quite fully explore was about Kota Ibushi who as you mentioned has signed this two-year deal with New Japan how big a deal do you think it is that he's now under contract and how do you think he'll do over the next two years like what's the ceiling for Ibushi because I was thinking in terms of also how it affects Naito's chances of getting a big dome win and a title run because now a lot of people are fantasy booking Ibushi to win the big belt at some point over the next two years do you think that's something that's likely to happen? Just, I mean, for context, both Ibushi and Naito are 36 years old. Naito's got the dodgy knees. Ibushi, dodgy neck. It's quite an interesting one, isn't it? It is. Um, first, let's give credit where credit is due for us breaking that story. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, serious journalism said, the Super J cast. Yeah, yeah, we're, yeah serious journalism. Um, yeah, Evan Deadly Sins, uh, the uh, Reddit mod- moderator, was the one who kind of made this spin out of control a bit. Uh, I mean, every time I turned around, I was like, oh my God, we're everywhere. Uh, I think that with a commitment, and again, I said this last week, with a commitment from both parties – what New Japan did was make a commitment to their fans uh, who knew full well that uh, losing Kenny Omega was going to be a blow, right? And I know people don't want to – some people don't want to admit that. And some people you know, are overreacting to it, to be quite honest with you. Um, there really isn't any gray area when it comes to this, it feels like. But the truth of the matter is is that I really feel like New Japan felt like it, it got the better – deal out of it all. I really do. Because they said last week that what you get with Kota Ibushi, you have with Kenny Omega. 
uh, minus a lot of the nonsense that people kind of hand wave. You know, you look at the comments and you look at the, 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 the discussion and the discourse online, and everyone feels that there's almost like this, and I hate using this word, please, uh, someone just punch me in the throat after the words come out of my mouth. But it feels like a certain level of toxicness. Toxicity. Toxicity uh, is no longer there. I, 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 I hear this in the comments, and I read this in the comments from a lot of people that it's like, okay, this element of whatever it is, this, this kind of weird cloud has been dissipated. And everything that you get in the ring with Kota Ibushi, or with Kenny Omega, you get with Kota Ibushi. And, and dare I say, even better, right? I feel like in ring, you're not losing anything. And in fact, me personally, I feel like you're gaining stuff. And then uh, you have the element of you don't have a lot of the outside the ring nonsense. And you get a guy who's already super popular, right? With both with both Japanese and Western crowds. Uh, I, I'm going to be honest. I said this before. There's not many people that, that I think are IWGP heavyweight champion worthy, right? A handful. And I said the people that don't have the belt right now, to me, there are two people. that Well, there are three people right now that don't have the belt. Okada, Naito, and I think Ibushi's in that list. Now, of the people who have never held that title, he's the guy, right? Abushi's the guy. Of, of, of that roster, the one guy who hasn't held that title at any point, who I feel could slide right in and do very well, is Kota Abushi. So the two-year contract feel that means it, a Good. I was, I was going to say, it would feel like a move that would be universally loved by everyone. I don't know anyone who hates Ibushi. And right. The thought of Ibushi... Winning that title, everyone would be cheering for that. I agree. Here's what you absolutely have that you that you don't have you really don't have since Tanahashi is that you have an absolute true one hundred percent babyface. You absolutely have that. You have a guy who the ladies love and who the guys want to be. Like you and and you 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 don't grow those people on trees. Uh, you absolutely have that. And if you have the right opponent, not even the right opponent, the guy could have a great match with a broomstick. You could have a great match with a doll. <laughs> um, he's he's talented, and he's charismatic, and he has a presence. And and truth be told, him him winning the title, Joel, I I I think would be a fantastic story and i think with the two-year deal that helps push people's minds uh in that direction don't i i would i would be surprised if he's not headlining one of those two dome shows so if you were in charge damon you have to pick who's winning the main event at wrestle kingdom I'm not saying who it's between, but it's either Ibushi winning 
or Naito winning. Not necessarily against each other, but you've got to pick one of those guys to, let's say, win the G1 and then win the title at 2020 Tokyo Dome. Wow. That's tough. Or do you do one in 2020 and the other in 2021? I'm thinking about the dome. I'm thinking about this dome first. Who would I give that title to? Well, you got three options. One, Jay White is your champion and he keeps it, which I don't think will happen. I think he'll I like I said, I think he holds on to this title until until dome season. But that's an option that's option one. And if we're doing a title change at the dome. And I got to pick between Ibushi and Naito. And you can't rule out wow. Okada as well, because I think. Yeah, because I think the end game. Too. Yeah, I think the end game is him winning that title back, right? Possibly from Jay White. Well, how about Ibushi Okada? Ooh. Whew. Wee. I'm giving it to Naito. I, I think there? you kept the LIJ fans waiting for too long. You got to pull the trigger on that. I think I think it's already too late to be honest with you. I think I think I think they missed the mark on that. Here's here's my wow. Theory. I really do. So Wrestle think, Kingdom 12 main event was a mistake. Is that what you're saying? I mean, the numbers prove otherwise, but and say otherwise, but I mean, in hindsight, if you look at it. The, the reason everybody was like, okay, Okada's keeping that title is because, one, let, we're going to break the streak. Okay, that to pro wrestling fans, that might mean something. Okay, fine. But in storyline, it really doesn't, let's be honest. Um, in retrospect, you, uh, given what's happened with Kenny Omega, if you could right? go back in time, you'd have Naito winning at a Dominion, right? Yeah. I'd have Naito winning it at the Dome, to be honest with you. Mm. I'm not going to lie. I mean, again, numbers speak Naito volumes. stand Damon McDonald. Well, here's the thing. I really don't think the numbers would have been... I, I don't think the numbers would have gone down with Naito being your champion. You know what I mean? I really don't. Um, it does feel that Kenny being the one to break the Okada streak is a bit of a waste now that he's left the company. Right. Right. I mean, I mean, let's be let's again be honest. The reason why we wanted Kenny Omega to be in this in this um, in this mix was, you know, everybody talking about Western expansion and all that stuff. Okay, well, what do, what do we get out of that? I mean, we, we here. I'll tell you what we got. We got a nice start on our Western expansion from Kenny Omega, and the, that's what we got. We got a nice start, but there is plenty more to be done, right? I think everyone can agree with that. If you gave Naito that title at Wrestle Kingdom against Okada, where where would we be? Would do you really think we would be in that much different of a spot? Do you really think we'd be that like to, to again? Naito gets his hand raised, gets the title. Do you really think gates would be that different? Do you really think attendance figures would be that different? Money would be that different to where we are right now. 
Because right now, that Western Expansion guy that we were all hanging our hats on and all putting all our chips on, he's no longer part of the equation. He's got to do that somewhere else. And dare I say, made his name stronger on the backs of New Japan Pro Wrestling. Okay? So that's where we are with this. Now, again, hindsight being 2020, great. But I really don't think we'd be that much different, that worse off, if you gave Naito that belt at Wrestle Kingdom and pinned Okada, where everyone in that building thought that was what was going to happen. I don't think you had a hotter guy at that moment. I don't think you had a guy who was more ready for that title than Naito and not have it. I really do. And like I said, I just don't think, I just don't think we'd be that much worse off than where we are right now. I really don't. I said we might even be better off. Interesting. But Abushi, I think, I think by signing that two year contract, pretty much puts him in line for, 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 for big boy belts. Let's put it that way. Puts him in line for big boy belts. All right. So we're saying Naito wins Dome 2020, Ibushi 2021. Book it, Gato. I, I mean, I mean, do you, I mean, let me ask you this. Do you feel that Naito is any less hot now than he was, say, at that Dome show? Do you think there's, that he's been cooled off considerably? And again, we can heat him up. We get all that. But in your opinion, your opinion. Is he is he cooled off a bit? Judging by the way that the Japanese fans respond to him, I would say no. But in my eyes, yes, I think he has lost momentum. Because yeah. yeah. he did, he did so nothing then, last year. Last year was pretty much a write-off for him. I mean, look. I, I just don't... I'll, and I'll tell you right now, to, and maybe it's just because he's the fresher face to me and he's the, the new shiny bright thing in front of me. I think Kota Ibushi has a better chance of winning that title than, than Naito right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Yeah. I really do. I mean, And again, I, maybe it's because it's the new shiny toy. I really feel like Abushi has more of a chance to win that heavyweight title than than Naito. What do you think of that? Well, here's a question. Jason says, "What do you think New Japan had to do to get Ibushi on the contract? Do you think there were promises made?" Um, I think there. Were, I think financially, um, they 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 probably threw a nice number at him. Um, I, I'm sure that there were some promises. I'm sure this wasn't. A easy slam dunk. Where do I sign? I'm sure there was. Okay, I'm sure. And, and again, this is just speculation, just based off of what you kind of know about uh, Ibushi. Um, and you wanted what, them to make a, a sizable donation to the Ibushi Pro Wrestling Research <laughs> Institute. <laughs> sure, absolutely. Uh, but uh, again, and I and I and, and that is pure speculation on on my part because um, I, I don't know him from Adam, but. Um, you can assume that that might be the case. So, again, I don't know if anything's written in a contract or, you know, you know. I just think 
commitments were made monetarily. He couldn't turn it down. Uh, maybe maybe there's stuff you know behind the scenes that we don't know about that helped lead to this decision. Um, AKA a breakup. <laughs> um, and do I need to dust off the stinger again? Dust it off. And now it's time once again for... Except this time it's Damon doing it, not me. ...states that wrestlers are in a relationship, as if it was a verifiably proven fact, when it's more so just his idealized fantasy, based on hearsay. Yeah, I know, but yeah, I mean, listen, maybe, possibly, who knows, right? But for whatever it is, guess guess who benefits from all of this? We do. We do. The fans do. Uh, and um, again, I, th- I really feel like he's he's. I I put the I put the title on him. I really do. I put the title on. Here's an interesting fact for you. Last year, Ibushi had three non-tournament singles matches in New Japan, and two of those were against Cody. What a waste. <laughs> I, I, now, listen, I know he had an amazing G1, like one of the best G1s of all time. And that can be considered a big push for him. The fact that he made it all the way, he made it out of that block, first of all, which has Naito in it, it had Omega in it, and an amazing match with Tanahashi in the final. And I realized that Ibushi and Tanahashi have this sort of long term feud go with Tanahashi wanting Ibushi to step up and kind of take his place, really. But, um, yeah, I think that's a waste as well. Yeah, that's that's pretty interesting. You know what else? I, I was kind of somebody put something somewhere online, and um, it was from G One, and it was Suzuki versus Jay White, and it was uh, Suzuki getting a clean as a whistle pinfall on Jay White after Jay White tries some some ball shot shenanigans that uh, Suzuki blocked, and I just thought that was an interesting thing. You know, in G1, where Suzuki, the heel of all heels, was not going to get one up to buy the new up and coming heel of all heels, especially when he was in the midst of uh, all his G1 nonsense. So uh, it is an interesting thing where where Suzuki might might want to step up a little bit and uh, and make claim to, hey, I beat you in G1, and I was one of the few people to do that cleanly. And we see a Jay White Suzuki title match somewhere along the line. Along with Evil. I think Evil got a clean win over Jay yep. White as well, which kept him out of the finals. Uh, interesting you mentioned that because Michael says, pants up or pants down, Suzuki Jay White for the IWGP title this year. I would definitely say pants down. I think that'd be fun, right? I think everybody would uh, be into that. Little two guys that are uh, like some chicanery and fuckery. And... Uh, Again, I think a lot of people would like to see uh, Suzuki rough up a little, uh, a little smug Jay White. So uh, that's I, what I think Jay White needs. Up. I think he needs a match with someone who is going to like physically just beat the crap out of him, slap him around. You know, kind of like uh, it's probably a terrible comparison, but like when Randy Orton was doing his legend killer thing, and he had that match with Mick Foley. And they just beat seven shades of shit out of each other. There were pins and tables and all nasty stuff. And that really helped establish Orton. And I suppose even going back further than that, Triple H 
uh, Mick Foley back in 2000. These are probably terrible comparisons, but uh, I just feel maybe that will be something that helps Jay White get over that hump with a lot of people because so far in a lot of his matches, he's been in control. So it might be an interesting direction to have him in a title challenge where he is getting physically dominated and overpowered, but is able to use his cunning and skill to pull the win out of the bag. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And again, it just what all that does is just help add an extra layer and an extra element to his character. Um, the fact that he possibly could overcome uh, a guy who who realistically could rip off his arm and beat him over the head with it. Um, so, yeah. That's, Shibata that, would have that, been perfect for that, wouldn't he? Shibata would have been perfect for that, too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was watching, you know, for, for people who uh, are fans of Shibata and miss Shibata, um, I was watching some old New Japan during the week. And again, I, 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 it's a name that I've mentioned before on this show, but you know the, the there was a torrent, and yes, I did download the said torrent of old New Japan stuff, and it was a guy who made a compilation of New Japan versus uh, UWF, right? And it kind of went chronologically with the the entire feud, and it was really awesome how you know, all these matches were laid out. And you watch Nobuhiko Takada and the fucking kicks that he lays into guys like uh, Liger, Kichi Yamada. Uh, he lays into uh, Inoki. He lays into, I mean, just. No thigh slapping. Uh, no. No. I mean, just, I mean, really just laying them in. And the first name that I was like, wow, I mean, you can see where Shibata got his some of his influence because and, – and Takata was a handsome guy and he was built and just really – I mean, you can see why he became a star. I mean, at the time, him and Muda um, selling out the Dome, it was the largest gate, pro wrestling gate in the history of the business when it, when it happened. Um, yeah, I mean, if, if you find that torrent, I highly recommend downloading it because um, – a lot of stuff you're not going to see on New Japan World, um, and it really is a history. See, you know, and I know they have trouble getting footage, which is which is really weird to me. Like, you're the company. Why don't Why don't you just buy the footage, get the footage? Um, but they really should find a way to, to to. Those are the stories that they need to tell. Those are the you know when they do like the history of the Bullet Club. Eh, come on. Who doesn't know? I mean, it, <laughs> yeah, history that happened you know, like two months ago, <laughs> right? You know what I mean? Like it's like, uh, all right, I, I understand what you're doing, but I mean, and I know it might be a, uh, a again, you have the footage and blah blah blah. We get all that, but really, the real stories are, you know, that feud, that New Japan UWF feud. I mean, that's that that was a massive, massive deal, a massive money making deal, and a huge, huge piece. Of New Japan's history. I mean, I'm going to go so far as to say, that would be like, you know, having a WWE history and taking out the McMahon-Austin feud, you know, and not, you know, not really rec- recognizing it. And I think New Japan has trouble recognizing their history, especially to new fans. Now, listen, you have a Chris Charlton who who does his 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 great work and and 
throwing in his his tidbits of information and 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 it's awesome. But that's not enough. That you you need you need to tell these stories to these to these new fans. They're interesting stories. They're 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 huge parts of New Japan's history. Got to get on that. And and I know that they're trying, but they 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 really got to speed that process up. That so in the meantime, download that fucking torrent and 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 and, and enjoy that because it's really worth watching. I know he went on a little bit of a rant there. All right, where, where are we going next? I asked this question on Twitter a few days ago. I wanted to know your thoughts. Okada versus Ibushi, Jay White versus Ibushi, and Jay White versus Naito seem to be protected matches. Mm-hmm. Where and when do you think they use those matches? What kind of numbers do you think they do? Oof. Well, I mean, again, they are, they are all protected, so you would safely assume that they're going to be in big money spots, right? Uh I still, again, I know, I know, I'm on this bandwagon of uh, Okada and and Ibushi. I think that's a that's a money match right there, um, and I would not be surprised if you see that headline a dome. Uh, I think I think Jay White and Okada still that story still needs to be told. That's that there there is no real. It doesn't feel like there's resolution. There, you know, Jay White getting that clean and decisive win. You you could say that that is your end and, and Jay White's your guy and we're moving on. Bye. I don't think that's the case. I so I still think that there's that story to be told. Um, I don't think you waste those matches. I, and I think they they've been kept separate for a reason. Um, okay. What what about Jay White against Ibushi? Do you do you, all right? Well, let's let's do this. Who's winning New Japan Cup? Yeah, that was going to be my next topic for you. Because what I was going to say, if if you think that Jay White against Ibushi is a protected match, you'd say it's protected because they think that it's something that could draw a big number. Now, given yeah. that MSG is already sold out, how does that affect the approach to it? Do you think that would be blowing one of these protected matches to put it on MSG? No, because you need a big match. You need... Here's here's New Japan's goal for Madison Square Garden. Right, the tickets have been sold. What they need to do is they need to have people talking coming out of that weekend. They need to have people coming talking, leaving that arena of what a fucking show that was and what a main event that was. Right, that's what they need to have happen. They need they can't have people walking out of that building being that's eh, right, that's good. Let's go get some beers. <laughs> you know what I mean? Let's get let, let's let's you know. They need people to walk out of that building with "Wow, fucking great!" They need that to generate the momentum and keep momentum. So, no, they can they could absolutely do that match. The only hesitation that I have is that okay, so just like we talked about before, when it comes to Jay White, you pin it, you pin an Abushi here. Well, I was going to say Ibushi could be a person who could help Jay White have that kind of jump out of your seat, thrilling match where you have some big, exciting, dangerous spots peppered yes. throughout that you think he's been missing somewhat. And yeah, if you have Ibushi losing here, maybe he comes so agonizingly close that that whets the appetite for the long-term story of Ibushi going off 
First of all, he's got to overcome Tanahashi and show Tanahashi that he can be the next ace of the company. And then he goes on to win the title at some point in the future. Just throwing that yeah. out there as a possibility. Right, right. Yeah, I, I, I don't think you switch the title at Madison Square Garden if you do, if you do White Abushi. I don't, I don't think that's the right time. I think that, I think that would be a mistake. Um, so to me, you're putting. I think it's the undercard that will be the things that people walk out of that building being like, "Holy shit, that was fucking awesome." And, and I, and that's not to say not to say that Jay White can't have a great match, but Jay White has to be put in a match where Jay White goes over. I really don't think you're you're changing the title there, right? Unless. Uh, Again, we're doing fantasy booking here, but unless Okada wins that New Japan Cup and Okada beats Jay White at Madison Square Garden. Yeah, we did have a couple of questions on this. Um, Harry says, do you think New Japan has shit the bed when it comes to the MSG main event? I think a lot of fans were expecting some sort of match involving two out of Tanahashi, Okada, Naito and Omega. Obviously, Omega's out of the question. Jay White feels like a bit of a letdown for such a historic event. And I'm going to lump in the second question, which is from Violent Skipping, who says, since there's surely no way there'll be a third successive title change, how do you book MSG to have a sufficiently big show match without burning off a major White defense with an anti-climax? I think, like I said, I think that I, as weird as it sounds, your IWGP heavyweight championship match might not be the match that people walk out of their, the building with their mouths agape and eyes open and saying this was an unbelievable show. I think there might be other matches that do that. Um, yeah, I don't think they hot potato that belt. Um, if it, unless oh, The only person I see them possibly changing that title to is Okada. That's it. And I don't even think that's a, a good move. I think Jay White successfully defends the title at Madison Square Garden. Now, again, people are talking about, well, this is not going to be... Trust me. Take my word. I, and I'm putting all of my chips on Jay White on this one. Whoever he's in the ring with, I guarantee you this will be a great match. I guarantee it. I tell you what. I was going to say, I'll buy beers for Madison Square Garden. I, I'm not doing that. I don't have that kind of money. Um, but you get my point, right? I, I'm, I'm, I'm very confident that that whoever is put in that ring. Again, think of the names that we're talking about here. Okay, it could be Abushi. Great, that's going to be a great fucking match with Jay White. Oh, it could be Okada. It's going to be a great fucking match, right? I, I mean, Naito. It's going to be a great fucking match. You're not going to – we're not going to – people are – because it's not Kenny Omega, people are worried that Jay White can't – trust me, people. Jay White, I promise you, can produce a great match. You just – we just haven't seen it yet. And, and, and here's the thing. We have seen great matches. Okay, let me pump the brakes. We've seen really, really good matches. I don't know if we've seen that, that blow-away New Japan main event, you know, 900-star – New uh, main event from Jay White. Okay, fair enough. If it's going to happen, it's going to happen on a on a on a, on a show like this, right? A against again, any one of those three opponents, I don't think anybody has anything to worry about with that. Th this match not being great, great. Oh. Okay, let me just rewind a bit. So going back to my original question, so you think Okada versus Ibushi could headline a dome? What about uh, White versus Ibushi and White versus Naito? 
Headline a dome. White versus Abushi. Yes, I could headline a dome. And what about White Naito? Yes. You don't think any uh, you any all three of those could could headline any one of those two shows, right? Yeah. the The reason I'm asking is because last year for the three Budokan Hall shows, the G1 A Block Final, B Block Final, and then G1 Final, they had some pretty big matches. So they had. Okada Tanahashi, which drew, what, around 6,000, 7,000? And then they had Ibushi Omega, which obviously was a hugely protected match, and that sold out, I think. What was it, close to 12,000, something like that. So I was just curious whether they might go to one of those matches that I just mentioned, uh, Okada Ibushi, uh, Ibushi White or Ibushi Naito, for one of those Budokan Hall shows, because I'm thinking, what else is going to come close to selling out either of those A block final or B block final because the final itself is going to sell out just because it's the final but in terms of the two block finals they need something big for those mm-hmm. all right and again what have we what have we been saying all year new japan is going to be very aggressive when it comes to signing people right i, I very good possibility and here's the thing too again right now it doesn't look like it's the case right right now it may not actually you know, it doesn't seem possible. But let's not forget that Kenny Omega could absolutely come back for any one of those shows. Right? Again, it doesn't feel like that's the case. But he absolutely could come back for any one of those shows. And then they're going to force him to wrestle Ibushi again in one of the block finals. <laughs> right, 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 right. All right. But I'm just saying. I mean, there's, there's again, I think there there. there there's plenty of options of which this company can go, and all of them seem tantalizing to me. Okay, well, let's move on to the New Japan Cup, seeing as you did mention that. Obviously, we're a while away from getting names announced for that, but if we're expecting 16 people, do you think we get Naito and Juice and Osprey taking part? Because they are singles champions, which in previous years would have excluded them, but now that it's been announced that the winner is going to face Jay White at MSG, then do you think that Naito, Juice, and Osprey will take part? Um, no, I don't. None of them? I don't. None of them. Okay. So, I'll give you 16 names then. Uh, Okada, Tanahashi, Ibushi, Suzuki, Zack Sabre Jr., Taichi, Ishii, Goto, Yoshihashi, Evil, Sanada, Elgin, Makabe, Yano, Yujiro, Fale. And Scampi. Yeah. And Scampi's going crazy. Um... Yeah, I mean that sounds that sounds like like your new Japan Cup because you figured the names a lot of names that you mentioned have to lose, right? So it makes it a little bit easier to do. Um and it, again, a name that you mentioned Elgin, he should be back. I wouldn't be surprised if he signs uh resigns with New Japan too, by the way. Um I I I'd be shocked if he didn't. Um for another 2 years. Um re- read that for what you will. Uh I I all those people that you named, you know, you have the levels and you have the pecking order where people can lose and lose confidently and get people over. Um, and the names at the top are the people that you would expect to be at the top. And 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 sexy as hell. Abushi, Okada, Tanahashi. Yeah, I mean, I think it's solid. I, I, I think just with those names alone, you're, you're in real good shape. But they're not going to be burning a big match for the final of that. So I don't think we're going to be getting Okada Ibushi as a New Japan Cup final. I think we can no. safely rule that one out, right? 
I, yeah, I don't, well, I don't okay, think that's question, a question. King of Scott Style says, no. thoughts and likelihood on Ibushi winning the New Japan Cup. With Ibushi signing a new deal with New Japan, I'm fully pants down on him doing big things in the company, and him versus White at MSG could be brilliant. It also feels too... Chinese sl- internet. That's your uh, Chinese back, internet right there, pal. Back? <laughs> yeah. Were you saying something before we, when we got cut off? Now, uh, yeah, just uh, you don't burn the... You don't, I, I think that my IQ was you don't burn that match uh, with New Japan Cup. Okay. Um, can you note down the time for the edit? I've, I'm going to ask you a Two question. 2-14-23. I mean, question from King of Scotch style. Thoughts and likelihood on Ibushi winning the New Japan Cup. With Ibushi signing a new deal with NJPW, I'm fully pounced down on him doing big things in the company. And him versus White at MSG could be brilliant. It also feels too soon after Okada versus White at Wrestle Kingdom 13 to have Okada win New Japan Cup and do it again. I'm also pulling for an Ibushi versus Suzuki final. Pants down for that. That sounds pretty plausible. So, Damon, what do you think? If you had to pick um, New Japan Cup, what would be your final and who wins? Final. Um... Good question. I'm going to say... I'm going to say it's Okada. I'm going to say Okada wins. He beats... hmm. Who does Okada beat? I don't think it's going to be like an Ibushi. I don't think it's going to be uh, Naito. Zach, maybe? Given that he was the... Holder. Zach might be a good one. Zach might be a good one. Maybe evil. Uh some something of somebody along those lines though. Uh and I think we get Okada J White. Madison Square Guard. Question from Tom. Do you envision any ROH wrestlers being added to the New Japan Cup? I can't see it myself. Nope. I can't see that. They got enough. I mean people it, unless you, Yeah, unless you consider Jeff Cobb. Um, but even then, I don't think Jeff Cobb's going to be in New Japan Cup. Okay, we've got a lot of questions about the MSG show. Uh, Jamie says, who would you rather see face Jay White at MSG, Okada or Naito? Jay White, I'd rather see Okada. Pepsi Plunge says, top three matches for MSG. Uh, Pepsi Plunge's guess is Jay versus Naito, Evil and Sonata versus Tanahashi and Okada, Osprey versus Zack Sabre Jr. Um, I, think, I think what we'll have is Okada, Jay White. I think we'll have I wouldn't be surprised if you see like uh an Ibushi Osprey. Would that be a possibility? Rematch? Uh yeah, but then who wins? Do you have Ibushi winning the never title Never. Back? I don't know. I don't fucking. I mean, that's the thing. Like, it, it, it's like you can go in nine hundred different directions. And here's the thing: I, it, uh, you too can go in nine hundred. Too early to say. It's too early. And you, let's just get back. Let's, let's just fucking get through the New Japan Cup and more worry about you know fantasy fucking booking. Like, because like, here's the thing: any one of the like to me, is there really that big of of a uh, of a difference between Jay White and Okada? And Jay White and Abushi or Abushi Okada, like all those matches are going to be fucking great. Like th- that—that's that's what that's the talking point. 
You could go in seven different directions, and seven of those different directions are going to be great. Like, 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 stop worrying about who is going to be. Just know that you you could put somebody in that spot, and and it's going to make sense, and logically it's going to fit, and the match will be great. I mean, that's that's, that's really what it is. Okay, so I've got a list of uh, MSG questions here, but I'm scared to uh, ask them now. So I might oh, just quietly God. put those in the bin. I mean, but you know what I mean, though? Like, I, I understand and I appreciate people asking questions, but it's like uh, my, my answers are all going to be the fucking same. It's, I don't know. It's going to be great. And, and, and you got a bucket full of guys for, and you, that you could round robin between four different people of who's going to, to be in what position on the card. And anyway, it, it, it irons out. It's going to be great. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I think that's you, know, fair. you can't say fairer than that. Right, it's thanks. an exciting time. It's very unpredictable, and that's what we love about it. The fact that we right. can't map it all out, e- even for the next couple of months, we've got no idea. And I think that's something to be celebrated. Thank you. You said it much nicer than I did. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm going to knock it on the head here because uh, I've got a, a tired and grumpy wife next to me. So uh, let's call it a day there. Um, yeah. Anything else you, you want to say before we get out of here, Damon? Uh, bias T-shirts. Uh, editor Dan, he is a is a hell of a guy and very kind. And again, the goal is to get this this boy to Japan, and and why not, right? Uh, how you could help that? Well, th- we have a T shirt that uh, a newly designed T shirt that is on Pro Wrestling Tees. You can get that at prowrestlingtees.com slash superjcast uh, and pick up a shirt, a shirt, a shirt. Pick up a shirt um, and help this show now. You could buy that shirt. I I recommend it. It looks lovely. You could buy any one of the T-shirts that helps the show. So, again, we're not big fans of the Patreon. Uh, we don't feel like charging people for content is uh, the way that we want to go. We'd like to keep this free. But, again, help us help you. Uh, T-shirts are always a great way to go. Uh, now, if you want to PayPal me a bunch of money, I'll take that. <laughs> but, but, but Patreon, we won't do that. All right, so uh, get on that. Super Jcast um, Pro Wrestling Tees. Thank you. Usual plugs. Discord. Discord is great. If you are looking to chat about New Japan with a bunch of cool people who are not gatekeepers like us, then do check that out. The link to that is in the show notes. Uh, you've already plugged Pro Wrestling Tees, the Voices of Wrestling uh, New Japan year-end book. That's uh, www.voicesofwrestling.com forward slash NJPW18. Uh, lots of good stuff in there. Written by lots of talented people, including myself. I'm not saying that I'm talented, but my shit's in there anyway. Uh, yeah, thank you again to Editor Dan. You can visit his YouTube channel, 219 Films, and buy his T-shirt, as Damon said. Please subscribe to the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. Give us a five-snake review on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at the Super Thank you, everyone, for listening, and goodbye.